Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 5th of October, 2014. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Woo! And Robert Kemp. Geez, sizzle. <laughs> there were some words that time. Sort of. What <laughs> <laughs> is a geez sizzle? <laughs> my, uh, is that like when you're like it, barbecuing but... gangsters or something? No, it's my, uh, it's my Xbox Live uh, handle if I was in the hood. Geez <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, sizzle. <laughs> What, 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 why would that be your handle in the hood? Your hood handles? Like, what is a Yeah. Sizzle made me think of, of cooking. And, and G means gangster, right? So Yeah, I'm straight up G. <laughs> <laughs> As the old song goes. What was the next line? The gangster life is the life of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna think. I'm gonna just replace in my mind every time anyone talks about a G. They're talking about a glacier. glacier. Yeah. No, a glacier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm an, oh, G. Original glacier. <laughs> <laughs> I rap slow. <laughs> G unit. The glacier unit. The glacier unit. Yeah. Who goes G unit? What the hell is that? G unit. No, like that, that used to be yeah. um, 50 Cent's crew. Yeah, yeah, I know. But who would go, j- 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 that sounds like a, I don't know, like a pantomime or something. That's, isn't that what rap is? Yeah. I guess it, it pretty much is with the G fantasy. unit. There's so many of them, right? G unit. I don't know. How, how many were in Eminem's crew? I can't remember what was that even called. D12. Probably 12. I'm guessing 12. <laughs> they're, they're like based on the dice. <laughs> or is that a zip code? Roll a D12. <laughs> Everything's it's coming up Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what would that be? You would be like Z Bizzle? <laughs> oh, um, you are really heavy. John Barlow, actually. John Barlow, he regularly calls me the Dizzle Drizzle. Of course, of course he does. <laughs> That's because he's John Barlow. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So shout out, shout out to Jay Bizzle. Yeah, shout out to Jay Bizzle there if you're listening. Part of the Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> <laughs> lethal Bizzle's an actual rapper. Rapper is. I know. Yeah. Apparently, he was on that um, hip hop mastermind thing that right. they did recently. Did you hear about that? Like uh, no, BBC, I didn't. BBC did a version of Mastermind, but instead of getting, I don't know, normal people on it, they got like hip hop DJs <laughs> to, what, to, to talk to, about. To ask questions about hip hop. Well, that's cool. I mean, to, to answer questions. They didn't ask, um, what's his face? John Humphreys questions about hip hop. Sure so did John Humphreys ask the questions? That's normal. Apparently, yeah. I haven't actually watched it, but it's. The, that the sounds quite fun. did involve Kanye West and Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> I don't know that much. Well, yeah, that's fairly mainstream on the on the rap, on the, <laughs> the world of hip hop. I quite enjoyed the sort of celebrity uh, mastermind. Sometimes, I think Adam Buxton did uh, Bowie based questions, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Did, did he say them all like Bowie? <laughs> oh, was yeah, was was. was. <laughs> that would be amazing. Give your answers like Bowie. No, I think he was really stressed out. I wouldn't be surprised if these rappers were quite stressed about doing. Aren't giving the right answers to the mastermind questions. Yeah, I bet they took it, it very has, seriously. How, how does Lethal Bizzle handle pressure of the chair? Well, he probably he handles the pressure of being on the mic and 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 uh, you know 
improvising. I, I watched a pretty amazing uh, bunch of improv uh, from like a whole crew of them, including Lethal Bizzle, that was on um, uh, uh, what's it called? One Extra. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was super cool. And and uh, yeah, I can't remember who who it was. Anyway, but I'd send that around. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Presumably, it's the same sort of having to do a similar sort of mental gymnastics to put together things like that as comedians have to do on the fly when they do their you know stand ups. In you know when they're doing like the crowd based stand up, I suppose. As That's true. But if you're a comedian, set. at least if you make if you say something funny, you get a pause for laughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't true. get time to pause. Yeah, it was. Well, that's why they hand over to their teammates. So while they're, so while they're busy doing their rap, the other, you know, they're just going right. Okay, I need to, need to figure out what I'm going to say next. It's going to have something to do with this, something to do with this, and then they figure out the lead last. I guess like I need to tie this in real quick. Yeah. I'm always super impressed by those guys that go oh, yeah. really quick. It's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a skill. So yeah, it you, actually involved Dizzy Rascal. This thing, I don't know. It must be practice, right? I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't just be. Well, maybe some people are naturally good at that, but, but that must know. be the shittest thing to like. If you're trying to train yourself to be a good rapper, but this is the first time you've tried to train, you know, and someone walks in on you and you're doing that. <laughs> it's like it's the shittest rapper in the world. <laughs> well, that's just it. It's like that. Um, the, the end of that Jurassic Five song where he's always in the mi- in the mirror. He's singing. He's dancing. He's, well, he's rapping. <laughs> rapping. 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 Go get your job, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that must be how you do it. I mean, there must be so many mediocre rappers, right? That that try, are trying their best, but they can't. That must be not much fun to watch them. <laughs> well, the problem is, is they probably see Vin- well, Vanilla Ice did it. <laughs> yeah, but. That's because he's dumb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he has a whole yeah. weird look. Like that's like saying, I mean, like Riff Rap does it or whatever. But he he's just mental. Mm. Like he's just a really good, like character or whatever. I'm mm. Trying to think who else was about. Oh, MC Hammer does he have? <laughs> Is <laughs> how far Sorry. up the uh, the the Hall of Fame of hip hop does MC Hammer sit? <laughs> I don't know. I bet he's somewhat respected. <laughs> Probably made his money and got out of there. I'm pretty sure those lyrics are garbage, though. But I can't actually remember what any of them are. <laughs> Great, it's helpful. <laughs> Isn't there a line that's like just it's the hammer? What the hammer? Yo, the hammer. What's <laughs> the hammer? Hammer, hammer, hammer. <laughs> I'm sure. Is that how it works? All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was looking for hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so how's it going, guys? A good couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I think I've been getting into my games for the last two days a bit too much because my hands are feeling kind of weird today <laughs> have you like, overdone the game pad arm, I, I think yeah i think i've been over clenching have you screwed up your arm have you slept on it funny again well no that's like that was what was annoying because it's like when i actually spray my soldier i know about it because it's like hell of and stuff mm. and it's normally caused by sleeping weird but then it was just like i think it was 
like not yesterday when we played Team Fortress, but the another day when I played Team Fortress. I think I did something like I was sitting in a slightly wrong position, and it like made my left arm ache, but not really like ache. It, like wasn't actually painful, mm. but there was just something wrong with it. So when I was trying to sleep, I just couldn't sleep, but it wasn't because of pain. So it was, it was really annoying. Yeah, yeah. That's strange. And that sucked. And I slept really badly this week in general, so that's really annoying. <laughs> I noticed that a couple of nights in the last few weeks I've woken up and my hand has been like tucked under me in some ridiculous way. Like, like it's been bent in a really uncomfortable fashion. And of course I've slept on it just fine like that somehow. And I wake up in the morning and I move my, the first time I move my hand, it's like, Oh, what is that? Ah, that's really <laughs> achy. Oh, it's painful. It's like overstretched in the wrong direction or something. It's like, that's weird. I don't, I don't know why I've been doing that in the night. Is it, is it a comforter to me or something? I need the pain to feel alive while I sleep. <laughs> while you sleep. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> you need that adrenaline rush just to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, like the, the first moment I felt it this morning, like I don't know, I, I don't know why, but it was in my thumb, and you don't really use your thumb in excessive team fortress periods that much, I suppose. I mean, you're using it to jump, but you don't really get with your thumb. You're more worried about your double, your, your wazd. <laughs> but it's like a oh, wazd, wazd, I'm going to call it wazd, wazd. And it's uh, yeah. So I tried to push, squeeze a bit of a bit of toothpaste out of the tooth. Paste the tube of toothpaste, and I like, pushed it, and there was. It looks it was it was annoying because it was it was stealthing me basically. It was, it was a troll toothpaste tube because it looked like there was enough of a bulge at the top where I could just now oh, I could just squeeze a little bit out of the top and uh, into there. So I put my thumb on it and I'm sort of pushing on it into the thing. Of course, there's fucking nothing there, so I push it for a while. And I go, it's got to be something. So I push harder. Okay. <laughs> and then at that point, my thumb muscle was like, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Ah! <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> and during during this process, no toothpaste had come out. So that was how I discovered my. Uh, so what did you do? <laughs> I mean, the tension is unbearable. How did you actually? Uh, I get... watched the Japanese Grand Prix. That's <laughs> <laughs> not related to anything of that story. I know. Did you brush your teeth? I, I, I mean, I there was no toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just brushed. Fresh dry. <laughs> Did you get I mean, a new tube? I mean, come on. No, there, was, there was still stuff in the tube, but I just had to go, had to go lower down, man. I had to, uh, had to go, had to go, go deeper in the tube. With your, with, your, with your thumb that was in agony. Yeah. Well, I, I think I used the other hand. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was in the other hand. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember the detail after the pain. <laughs> Japanese Grand Prix was it was weird, apparently. Yeah, sort of rained off, and I don't know what happened to the driver that was. He got fucked up pretty bad. Yeah. Like so, what what apparently happened is towards the end, someone managed to aquaplane on the rain. I think it was um, Sutil, and like hit the barrier pretty hard, but he was all right. And then the, they bring in a JCB on a safety car while everyone's uh. Well, they're sorting him out. In the meantime, Bianchi goes off at the same corner and apparently hits the JCB, although there was no footage of it at the time. What? While the safety car was out? Well, I don't think it was actually a safety car. I think there were only yellow flags. When yeah, maybe. Crashed. It might have been and just... The safety just... car came out immediately after that. Yeah, <laughs> right. it, was, it was really unclear. And it's like, this is the weird thing I found about the whole thing, was just like, okay, this is probably... They probably have shit tons of cameras around this track, right? How did... 
How was there no footage of either like what happened to the, the, what caused Sutil to go off? Because they all the all they, the only thing they showed sh- that shoe showed on <laughs> the only thing they, shoe <laughs> they showed, like, I suppose, was that like he just appears from round the corner, sort of already sliding, and then hits the barrier. And it's like, well, I like seeing how these things get started. Like, why did he screw up? That kind of thing. I'm sure they'd and show it like, if they had it. Yeah, but then there was zero footage of what happened to Bianchi. Well, like, you don't know that there was the, no footage. They might not just be showing it because he nearly died. Well, yeah, true, but it's like <laughs> probably a good reason. But yeah, but then, but then, no one seemed to know what was happening. Well, that was the weird thing about it because it was doubly weird that no one seemed to know about it because that was why the race red flagged and stopped. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they ended the race, and then and there it's were like, like, kind of an important fact of more like, <laughs> oh, I guess they just decided to stop because it was wet. I mean, it was pretty fucking wet, but <laughs> not necessarily a reason just to suddenly stop. And then they were like. Oh yeah, actually, it seems like someone's behind that JCV, but we can't see it because there doesn't seem to be a camera there, or we don't want to show it because it's probably nasty. There's some photos of the medics and stuff looking in the car. Mm. So yeah, that was weird. I haven't watched like practically any F1 all year, and then I watched that, and it's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> it's just strange. It's just. I mean, they. I don't know. They always come up with new rules or whatever every time every time there's a really bad accident and stuff which is good but i mean you think by this point they'd know not to like drive heavy machinery into the part of the sand trap that's supposed to slow down cars when they come off the track um i'm not sure they have much choice but to remove the you know how else would they have removed Sutil's car again yeah that's true but i mean that's what i saw someone saying is they should just they should just literally attach tire wall onto the side of the jcv (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was just, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, they'll probably just have makes... to change it so that they, so that if they have to remove a car, they have to put their safety car out, which will be kind of boring. But yeah, well, it's probably. I mean, it's how it sounds like they maybe didn't just get the safety car out fast enough, or it was like it happened on literally the same lap. Yeah, before, right. Like, like immediately afterwards, perhaps because like before, the, like before he'd caught up to the safety car, or before the, yeah, or before the yellows had turned on or something. Because mm, they don't maybe. use yellow flags anymore, do they? They have big glowing signs. The yeah, they're still yellow. Yeah, but it's just like I remember good old days of a yellow flag, you know. <laughs> so now it's just a big blinky light. <laughs> I don't know. Flags are cooler. At least they have a motorized flag or something. <laughs> <laughs> Giant motorized yes, wavy flag. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you might not see it in the rain. In this case. It was cool that there's like so much spray coming off, like the when the red light on the back of the cars blinked, like it created a sort of massive glow behind the car because there was so much spray there. It's like right. it just doesn't. I don't know. That looked cool. <laughs> I like light. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the most dramatic in when in video games when the modern ones with all the. The Codemasters ones with all the weather effects and rain and stuff. That looks pretty cool. Mm. Fancy lighting. Oh, that reminds me. I meant to actually... Segway to games. Mm. I meant to actually watch the uh, the new F1 trailer that they put out. Is there a new trailer? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Want to see what that looks like? <laughs> Check out all the cars with their ridiculous <laughs> yeah, new, like, droopy nose things that look like... It, well, yeah, some mm. of them look real dodgy. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's not a nose. 
I wonder, what, like, what the aerodynamic reason or what the rule is that means they need to look like that. It must be a combination of, like, optimum aerodynamics to suit this certain new rule. Because it's obviously not optimum aerodynamics in general. So that would definitely be more like the older shapes, right? Yeah, I guess. Or wasn't it like they wanted to have the losers be lower so they didn't go under under or over cars or something? Or over, right. Under or over. Sure, sure, yeah, surely it would have to Probably be over. over. <laughs> but that was why they... The noses were sort of, I don't know how to describe it, where the slope was, they were sort of flat on top and sloped underneath. I don't know, that would scoop up that. You'd, oh, but then the driving car would probably go uh, go, o- go over go yeah. over rather than go under and scoop the car you've collided with up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tricky. But then maybe, they thought that, maybe they thought a cock nose is just a little bit more of a blunt force <laughs> <laughs> collision. <laughs> Uh, so I'm thinking it's like, okay, so the rule is that the nose has to be low, right, I guess. But for some reason to do with the aerodynamics, the low nose, the optimum shape for a low nose is to is to look weird. Yeah. Unattractive looking. Yeah. Also, the, you know, nothing sounds right this year, does it? Because of all the engine noise changes. How do they sound that now? I forget they swapped it, I forget, from V8s to V6s or something. Oh, right. I can't okay. remember what it is. But yeah, they, they sound like well, the, the revs are basically a lot lower. Right. So they, they sound basically just sort of like loud cars, I guess, as opposed to the sort of the classic whining of doom. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Are they, they must be. I mean, are they just as fast then? That's quite impressive. Yeah, you, uh, I think take so. Take away, you know, all this stuff. Just got a lot yeah. less power out of a V6 than a V8, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they aren't as fast. I, I really don't know. I don't pay that no. close attention. No. Anyway. F1! It's still a thing. Have you watching any sports, Egg? Any of the sports? <laughs> the football started. <laughs> yeah, the fo- that was quite a while ago, to be honest. It's been like seven games or something. Yeah. So you've yeah. been watching the old leather ball. <laughs> watching a leather ball. Yeah. <laughs> just, just sat, sat there on its own. Have you been watching the day of the match or whatever it is? Yes. Well, sometimes. I, I mainly like. I've only been bothering to try and watch it live when I've seen, when I've been looking at the BBC news page and seen a score that's interesting. Because it's like, oh, how the fuck did Manchester United screw up this time? Well, I guess I was kind of interested to see. <laughs> Actually, that's all I really care about is watching Manchester United continue to be shit. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yes, finally. <laughs> fuck them guys. <laughs> I didn't... A bit of me wanted to watch the uh, the NFL thing at Wembley. Yeah, I've thought about that as well. But... Was that on TV? Yeah. The Raiders, was it? I think, I think think BBC covered it. Who was playing? I think it was the Raiders. It's not as cool unless it's the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> it's not as dumb unless it's the Super Bowl. I would so wish we got the American for coverage, like, or, like here. Well, of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because the well, number of times they have to cut away just makes it real tedious towards the end. It's like they would be normally filled with ridiculous adverts. <laughs> oh, you were just hoping <laughs> for the adverts. So you don't, you don't well, want actually want the commentary or anything. You just want. Well, the no, adverts. no, they, it, yeah. Well, they they, they have the American commentary anyway. Um, oh right. When they show it, but it's like it's when they cut away to go um, back to the studio. Yeah, to go back to the studio for a bit because they have to call so many timeouts because of the rules for advertising at the Super Bowl. 
I mean, because of how football, uh, yeah, <laughs> football because works in general. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, there are just plenty of times where the BBC are forced to go back to the studio and they have their, their pundits talk about the stuff that's already sort of been talked about. And after a while, they really run out of things to say. Well, they never get to finish a thought. That's their main problem with when they do that. Because they, they don't really know how long it's going to be. Uh, show an ad or two, and then, I guess. And then the other football that I've been watching is the, on YouTube, the highlights of the American soccer. Because <laughs> that's always funny. Watch these slightly shitter people be shit. <laughs> Apart from, like, the occasional... <laughs> like, the occasional footballers that I know who have, like, come from England or whatever, and I'm like, oh, look, those are the non-shit ones. What's well, right? <laughs> I guess. What, it's like uh, Henri. So are they in, like, teams that do well, then? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You only need one or two of the good English players. <laughs> Even though they're, like, incredibly old by the time they get to the American League. Like, yeah. Henri and... You know Henri's French, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's been other ones. <laughs> What those good English players like Andre? <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have been an English player because it's like he played in England for practically the entire time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You mean like the British League? I well, guess, yeah. yeah. Who's he British playing for? He's playing for New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls. It just doesn't seem to fit. Oh, is it actually sponsored by the sponsored drink? By Red Bull, obviously. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. That's going them. a bit far, isn't it? Like, like actually naming the team after it. Well, all the American stuff is like, if it's not the literal team name, then it's the stadium name. It's incredibly all sponsored as well. And yeah, yeah. You're watching the American coverage, all like, it's not like adverts as in like normal adverts, but they have all their like in commentary adverts where it's like save of the game sponsored by some local da- local goddamn company that I don't know about. Oh yeah, <laughs> save of the game and. Dumb thing of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's really and they do it in the game, sponsored by Bed Bath and, and There was one I was watching where it was like the kickoff was sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> 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 like, that's, that's a bit lazy but Pepsi's a good one right because they could use like Hawkeye or some or that their graphics technology and just put the Pepsi logo in the centre ring or on the ball <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the, the ball. Pepsi logo being kicked around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they, do, yeah, they just have a zoom in camera that zooms in on the ball and then it just you know just like okay this is fine but then it keeps zooming in you're like what's going on and then in the middle like as far as they zoom in there's this microscopic pepsi <laughs> logo that slowly takes up your screen and eventually your life okay and then like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> imagine the, the seattle sounders are sponsored by xbox and their strip is like lime green Sounders. Yep, that's what they're called. I don't even know what the fuck that's meant to mean. Apparently, their fans are really loud and their stadium enhances the loudness, but I'm not sure <laughs> that's why they would have been called the Sounders. Yeah, that must have where, come, where are they, they from again? Have... Seattle. Seattle Sound. Oh, I know why. It's because they said, like, the sound is like oh, a body of like water, the, right? Yeah. The, okay, the water oh. meeting sound. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, right. Maybe. I guess that makes sense. There's a because Seattle is in that big sound, isn't it? Like well like it's to the edge of so it's not actually on the ocean, it's in it's it's on the sound. Uh you know, it's like a weird bay that's like enclosed by mountains and shit. Because you know, because of the start of world in conflict. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, all the American teams have dumb names really. And dumb things that they have to like there's 
New England Revolution, which you know is about <laughs> about the revolution. Mm-hmm. But their thing is like every time they score a goal, they have Civil War reenacting guys firing muskets every time, <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera always cuts to them to see them do the shooting. Bang. That's kind of cool. You think they should bring that to the uh, the Premier League, like retarded um, celebrations? Celebrations. Well, well, well yeah. The, the teams do have like most British teams do have a stupid name as well, aren't they? It's like they don't, they don't ever refer really, to. Not really. They're not. They're not a stupid name that's but been created as a stupid name. It's a stupid name that comes from. Yeah, well, like the fans have given them, like you know, like the Arsenal Gunners, isn't it? And, yeah, but that's because they're the Arsenal. But then, but then, but then <laughs> they could have guys. guns. They, they could have guys with cannons or something. <laughs> they could. That's what they should. That's what we should do. I don't. I was. I was looking up like the history of Arsenal because it's like down the road from me, and it always blocks my way home when there's a big match on. Like it was the, uh, um, it was the derby. You know, a Tottenham Arsenal match the other day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so you're living near the arse. <laughs> indeed. Like two, I'm one. No. From the switch yeah, to the arse. I'm, I'm, I'm two stops from the arse. <laughs> but um, and it's called <laughs> Arsenal Station as well. Like Never the on the, the tube. And yeah. it's named after the football club. But I thought, oh, okay, uh, maybe it, it's named the area or whatever is at Arsenal because that's where the Arsenal was, where they built the guns and stuff. And that's why, and the team is named after that. But it turns out the Arsenal is in Woolwich, right? Woolwich Arsenal. And yeah. that's on the other side of the Thames. It's freaking miles away. Like, it's right. nowhere near where Arsenal Football Club is. Well, it's only because the team was originally from the Arsenal, but then, that's, right. you know, that, that's not necessarily where they played. No, presumably <laughs> no. they had to move to somewhere where they could actually get a stadium built at some point, I guess. Well, I guess, but they completely moved like a long time ago, like over 100 years well, a ago, lot, they moved a to lot, North London. A lot of football teams have moved into weird places where it's like, well, how did you even end up in this stadium, <laughs> in this random place? <laughs> Colchester Stadium, not really in Colchester. <laughs> That's barely a stadium. <laughs> some football pitch with some stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the definition of stadium then by that logic? It's like, know, maybe it... it's like when it's completely enclosed. Hmm. Or is it an arena? <laughs> that. And that's all done. And not that interesting. Ipswich aren't completely sucking so far this year. Oh, really? Well, they're like eight or something. What league, what league are they in these days? Championship. Yeah. Right. They've been there forever. They're always average. Yeah. Did they... Went, it's good to be average. Did they get <laughs> relegated at any point, point from the championship then? Mm, I don't think they've not been there in the championship. Not for a long time, no. Because oh, right, okay. I, I think they were... I'm not sure if they ever... I'm not sure if they've ever actually not been in the championship since it was called Division the Championship. One. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, perhaps not. Norwich go up and down. So now we're getting the stupid East Anglian derby this year again. Yeah. Oh right. Because they're back because they got relegated from the Premiership last year. Although it looks like they're going to go straight back up because they're top already. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no, they need to be. There needs to be a new league just for Norwich so they can just sit there. Like not quite making it to the Premiership ever. I mean, that's the whole problem with this, with the constantly being promoted and relegated malarkey. That's the whole problem with the Premiership, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Might be all right like, if teams, Man United the teams keeps fucking up. Are too good. So, it's like the teams that come up from the Championship just go straight back down. Again. 
I guess that's the problem of any league system, really. It's bound to happen. Well, it's not such a giant disparity in the lower leagues. Mm. But once you get to the Premiership, where you spend millions and millions of pounds, it does. Yeah, it does become more. Uh, this has always annoyed me about club football and why I've never really got into it. It's just it is a money game at the top, and it's well, and more more so than a skill so game, really. That's the that's another reason why it's funny to watch Man United suck this year. Yeah, because they spent like eighty million on one guy, and they still binge it. Well, you know, they always say it's like, well, it's not just about the players. It's making that player work with your team. And if you have bad coaches and bad managers, then none well, of that might... Or, or if the players are just shitheads, which is, you know, probably quite likely. Well, you know. And then none of that will work. That was the Manchester... That's the reason why England suck, man. <laughs> that was the Manchester United problem. It's like Alex Ferguson retired and then it all went horribly wrong, predictably. Because mm. <laughs> apparently he was the only thing holding it all together. Uh, nobody cares. Yep, that was football. That's okay. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the trailers for Big 15? I haven't seen the trailers. I've just seen that goddamn advert over and over. Which, whichever. The one with Messi, where it has moments where it's like reflections of the screen on top of the players in the game as they're passing the ball around. And then he does a dramatic overhead kick in his couch. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, I quite like that. It's a Terrible. That's quite cool. Like the ones with like the regular guys, where taking, well, yeah. assuming the roles of the the football players, and they're like getting beaten up in their I mean, in their living room by being tackled. It's better when it's the long version where you actually see all that, yeah. rather than the short version where you get like two seconds of a guy's face in the screen and then it's just messy. And, yeah. that's it. I, <laughs> and then I, it doesn't make very much sense. Unfortunately, whilst perusing another reputable online video games website was subjected to the two and a half minute version of that ad. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it was unskippable. And it's like, oh my God, this is going on forever. But it's not that, not that bad an ad, but really. Do you say another reputable, like our one is reputable, and oh, this one is also reputable? reputable. Uh, uh, yeah, but are we? <laughs> are we not striving for some kind of Rep- yep. reputation <laughs> some kind of reputation yeah, exactly. oh, he's like it's reputable as in it can have a reputation at some point <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not yeah, saying we're in you, disrepute no, we're, in, re- we're gotta, in repute you've got to believe it to be it <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we not all on board on this. What the fuck are we doing? The whole last hour of this podcast It's not an hour, jeez. I've not. wasted five years of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a podcast about video games um, and we have news for you guys. Well, we don't have not, news for you guys. <laughs> at uh, all. We do I'm have sort, things that aren't sort of what do. you've been playing. We have a whole section. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, Dan's been conventioning. Yeah, we uh, me and you have been conventioning, and I've been yeah. double conventioning. You've been double conventioning, yeah. Yeah, but we so won't we talk. All... Yeah, so let's talk EGX. We all went to EGX, except for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds of us went to EGX. Yeah. We had the, the Eurogamer Expo 2014. Do they... I'm not sure they really needed to, to shorten it to eggs, though. Well, they, uh, they shortened everything. Is it just, I think the only reason they shortened it, I think, is to make the hashtag more convenient. 
Did he? <laughs> All those conventions have weird shortening, regardless of where, what sort of convention it even is. I suppose. But eggs? <laughs> really? Yeah, if they were going to say that, they should have really got like Sega sponsorship and had like Eggman all over it or something. Well, I mean, but then, then does that mean they're not not unbiased? I guess they couldn't really avoid having. I mean, what else could you have with if you weren't going to use eggs for for Euro <laughs> Expo? Yeah. But what you could have, you could have another E. Eeg. Eeg. <laughs> the actual branding was sort of cool. It was a bit kind of wipeouty. Yeah, it's got that cool future font look to it it's like it's, that's kind of cool they yeah. have an x that looks like a paintbrush stroke that seems to turn up all the time i don't know why x is always <laughs> get done like well, that i mean you mean like the delete symbol <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like like various uh fighting games do well, that so isn't the new yeah yeah something something x or is it doesn't the new xenogears x or whatever it's called isn't that done in brush strokes yeah probably or it's like why? Why well, the X, X is always bigger, at least. Isn't yeah, well, it? Yeah. On a game title, it's like they always make the X super large. It's like F zero X, and the X is enormous. Mortal Combat X. It's only it's only X that becomes the brushstrokes. It's like what about all the other? I guess it's because it's just like two lines. It's like if you were thinking about the other Roman numerals, like if you had a V, that wouldn't look as good in a brushstroke because there's a point. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't have uh, any games in view. I don't think they have an X in them in the way that we'd want it to be. This, this is a convenient new seating arrangement means I can just sort <laughs> of... You can still be terrible in turning around looking at your goddamn wall of games and sounding weird. Well, yeah, hang on. Let's, let's have a look. How is the... Well, okay, does, that, does this count? I'm looking at Street Fighter X Tekken. Well, that's like, the other way to do Xs when, they, when it's like the explosion just, X. It's just make them out of fire. <laughs> that's fire. like the Smash Brothers, make only that's more of a cross rather yeah, than an X. The fire and lightning. And there's the Xbox way of like of like ripping up corners, like scoring an X and then making it 3D by pulling the pulling the corners. No, I don't think that's up. a way. I don't think that's a type. I think that's only been done like once. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. I've seen Xbox that. Xbox branding, isn't it? Well, Did yeah. Else do that. Well, I think it was that done before Xbox extreme, did it. What does that have? Does that X have any weirdness to it, or is it just the word extreme? I, I, conveniently, I don't have my copy of that anymore because <laughs> it's not my copy, so it's, it's not it's not dirtying up that shelf. Dirtying, dirtying. Was it an extra? Was it extreme? Or was it extreme? Like spelled. Well, that's what I was trying to remember. Whether the X had anything weird, even if it had an E before it, would it just have the X be bigger for no reason? Because it's extremeness. What about excitement. <laughs> No. I don't think it's like track will be extreme enough to have anything. Oh, oh, oh. oh it's totally frustrates and it's the X after the E in excite. Yep. And it's, it's huge. E, e and it's excite <laughs> truck. Oh, wow. There we go. We found one. Quite proven. <laughs> yeah, I was totally right about that. So anyway, they didn't have that at EGX. It was a different thing. No, no. it was just an X in the same font as the E and the G. <laughs> They, they played it safe. Oh no, oh, no, my leg is cramping. Oh no. You're sitting on it. What oh no. Are you doing? Oh no, bend, bend. <laughs> Talk about yourself. <laughs> so this, is going, this is going so EGX? well. What did uh, you do EGX? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was a large, uh, well, convention. It took up most of um, Earl's Court Exhibition Center, as far as I could tell. Uh, which I, fine. 
Sorry, Ex- just, oh no, no, you're talking uh, to your Xbox. Xbox turned off. No, <laughs> <laughs> Xbox turn off. <laughs> Right, now Rob has to go full Mexican Rob to deal with this situation. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think that uh, exhibition center is, is going to be demolished, actually. So it might be one of the last things things in there. Indeed. Okay. That wasn't even close. What, XCOM? But I said it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> XCOM is fine. <laughs> the, next word, the next word is not on. <laughs> I don't understand what you meant by XCOM is fine. As in, it doesn't have the brushstroke decks. It just has. Oh it. right, okay, okay. We should stop oh. saying it. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about this goddamn convention already. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> okay. Then. This is the second year running I've been, but uh, this was Dan's uh, debut. Debut, <laughs> first time. Yeah, came in the afternoon. Came and hang out with you guys. Yeah. We should have went and checked out some games, but uh, yeah, I went with DJ Kipling of Twitch fame, and uh, we did have that slightly awkward moment where Pete Randoms that Kip has never met before on his Twitch stream recognized him, and he was like, yes, <laughs> like an air of confusion about what was happening. He's a mild celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mild celebrity. <laughs> I got, got a shameless plug from my brother, DJ Kipling. <laughs> go go go! Watch him. He's cool. Um, you can't actually go watch him at the moment because he hasn't recorded anything in the last two weeks. So all his past broadcasts have disappeared off Twitch. <laughs> well, you could you could look in his chat room. <laughs> really oddly, yeah, really oddly. <laughs> so yeah, so, so we go through chronologic. It's probably easier, I suppose. We uh, we were there to check out some of the this year's releases before they get released. Some of which are now out. Um, so we can talk about them slightly, I suppose, without having to buy them. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> there was um, so the one we were all most interested in, the one that we wanted to try and do jump the most, I guess, apart from Danny, we're probably not that interested. But Kip's eye and Jammy, we would playing Call of Duty in multiplayer. <laughs> Good job remembering the name of that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what's the subtitle? Oh, it's Advanced, Advanced Warfare, Warfare this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we played a couple of rounds of multiplayer of that, and it's uh, well, it's Call of Duty. Um, despite all the changes they've made, it still feels like a Call of Duty game. It's still slightly, even on land settings, like the hit detection is still you know what you expect from it, and uh, you know it feels it feels very familiar. It, it, and and that's not to say it's bad. You know, it plays well. The maps seem that we played seem pretty good. We played the um, the stupid bombing run mode whatever it's called, the basketball thing on the level that they keep advertising it about uh, for with the, the, the Golden Gate Bridge in the background and the tidal waves coming in. Well, not tidal waves, but, you know, big-ass waves. And, uh, yeah, that mode seems fine. Seems to work okay. No one was really paying much attention to the game type, though, it seems. Like, people were just, like, casually running around with the ball and the rest of the people were like, like, with... Uh, I was trying at least to always go for the ball. Like, it was like, let's try let's try and do this game type properly and I'd be alone. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no one plays COD properly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so takeaways is, like, there's a lot that I didn't understand because I haven't played it before and you don't get time to have it explained to you. So some of the exosuit stuff I didn't fully grasp. Um, I worked out you could do 
like lateral dashes easily enough. Like if you're pushing left or right and push your jump button, then you'll dash instead of jumping, um, which can get you out of trouble, which is kind of nice. Kind of like the um, old um, UT double tap thing. Yeah, it? very much like that. It's, it's, it's a bit like, um, you know, when you're playing a Japanese mech game and they sort of drift along the floor for a bit. <laughs> right. Um, with some kind of booster at your feet. It's a bit, it feels like that, which is cool because that's a cool feeling. It's, um, you need to travel about 10 meters or something doing that. That's kind of neat. Kind of neat. Um, yeah. And the, I, I was kind of, you know, the weapons feel somewhat familiar, although all of us agreed out of all the weapons on show, the one that is most like the starting rifle from Titanfall was the easiest to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we're just like, well, let's just use that. I try, I did try my hand on the, um, the crazy suit they have with the two Gatling guns that they've been showing. It's like, oh yeah, you can get this suit that's just got two massive Gatling guns either side. And it's like, it's impossible to use because it's like, it's so inaccurate. It's like, I don't know how you would pull that off if anyone, if anyone remotely is paying attention to where you are. Uh, and unless you surprise them, it's completely useless <laughs> as far as I can tell. Sure. Um, like, admittedly, this is an incredibly brief taste of what it was, but I just could not get the grips of it. So I went back to the, the good gun. And it was also, you know, kind of hard to judge the quality in some respects because there was there was one guy we were playing with who was quite clearly a ridiculously good player with a sniper rifle, which kind of, you know, upset the balance of what was going on a little bit. Because um, everyone else kind of wasn't that good. You know, myself definitely not that good. <laughs> I sucked bad. Yeah, um, I found that, like, if you're playing, uh, there's always one guy, right? Well, not always, but if you, you've only got five minutes to try this game and then there's one yeah, guy who's, like... Yeah, so if you have one guy who's really good, then that kind of just ruins... You don't really... I don't think that's a very good assessment of what that game is if you get put in that situation. It's like... Because you can't... You can't really play it how it was intended, I suppose, if you just... I guess what I would die. do is just try and try out as many features as I could before I died, because I know there's yeah. no point trying to win. <laughs> that's pretty much what I was trying to do. I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out what some of the, like... Um, because your exosuit has like a power as well, so like some of them can double jump, some of them can hover, um, but you also get these like weapons that you can like. Some of them can produce a battery powered shield, um, and there was something else that I couldn't figure out what it was. It just seemed to run a bar down when I held down the button. I had no idea what it was doing. Um, so there's a lot to discover in here, in in this, and uh, um. And it did sort of like I got a sneak. They didn't really want you to see much of the menus and stuff, but you know, the quick period of time you get to like faff around a bit, I sort of saw that the the unlock progression is is a little random this time. It seems like you just get drops of stuff, um, like so that the order in which you unlock things might be a little bit unpredictable, rather than the um, sort of level based structure that they've had previously where it's like oh at this level you'll unlock this you, you'll have the ability to unlock this gun or this gun will just unlock for you or, and if you use this gun enough then you'll get all the attachments it's like no that seems to have been done away with and that you'll get stuff in a somewhat random order which might encourage you to use more stuff because you'll get it and then you won't stick to it necessarily because you won't have the attachments for it I guess right but um, at the same time that means if you find a gun you like um, presumably there's no way of just getting the stuff for that gun. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's probably much of a much less. It probably doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but um, it's a change. 
Um, mm. But the thing I was most impressed with is actually the sound design is super cool. Really? It's like, yeah, vi- yeah. The, the visuals are, are whatever. You know, they're kind of like like, like ghosts was. You know, it's like Call of Duty, but a bit sharper. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the I thought the, the sound of the guns was like they they've added a sort of futuristic filter to everything. Like, so the guns are a bit more pew pew, and like when things explode, there's something there's something cool about how everything sounds. It's really hard to explain. Okay, there's some um, kind of sci fi-ness to the. Uh... To yeah. the action somehow, but just in the sound yeah. design there. Just in especially. the sound, yeah. But it sounds it, it. You know, we were wearing pretty high quality headphones while we were doing this. I think they were Turtle Beach kit, and it's um, it just sounded awesome. And that's the in a way that's kind of the thing I've always appreciated about the Call of Duty series. Their sound design is always awesome. Yeah, like you know, you, you remember? I just remember playing Call of Duty Four the first time I got my surround sound set up. And it was just like, oh, this is amazing. And it's like, they do a really good job with that stuff. They always do. But not as good um, as Battlefield. <laughs> Still. What? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, some, Battlefield sounds more realistic. I'll give it that. <laughs> but there's, it just feels like there's more going on sometimes in the set pieces of a Call of Duty sequence. You know, they, 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 they put more into making Call of Duty sound just awesome as opposed to sounding real. Battlefield sounds real, which is, again, to be commended. Well, the stuff in um, 2142 sounded pretty cool in a sightsy way. Particularly, like, like that, the EU sniper rifle and stuff that had a weird... Yeah, true. ...kind of and awesome that, And that predates, I suppose, COD 4 yeah. and that, and that and this new generation of stuff. Um, I think that's yeah, what COD I thought of when you, when you said about the Guns having being you know normal guns, but having a kind of sci-fi tinge to them. I yeah, really it's, thought it's, of like twenty one forty two. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. It's a little bit like that. They sound quite. They sounded pretty a bit more thumpy than I remember right. from 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 Battlefield. But I don't know it, it seems cool. I'm I'm picking it up this year, but just because you know Sledgehammer's new at this, so that means it will probably be an interesting year regardless. Um. But you know the the big one is next year when Treyarch come back, and I think they've said it's going to be Black Ops Three. Right, um, they've given up on uh, different names for stuff. Stick with the blobs. <laughs> well, that's what Treyarch has made their ne- some se- themselves known for, isn't it? They did well. Well, it is War, now, I guess. And then yeah. Blops, and they haven't left Blops. And Blops Two was an excellent game, so it's uh, high hopes for that one. But let's give Sledgehammer a chance. I'm I'm intrigued. I may have gone off on Infinity Ward, but you know, let's let's see what let's see what Sledgehammer do. Uh so what else did we check out? I'm trying to think. What did we do next? Um We all tried the Frontier uh not Frontier, the Elite Dangerous demo. Yeah, so you guys played it and then I played it later on because that was yeah. like probably the thing I wanted to see most, so probably. Anyway, what did you think, Rob? Well, to be honest, it's hard to take anything away from that demo, right? Because like, it doesn't really, get much. It's, it's it's not what the game was about. It's basically it was a dogfight essentially. Yeah. It's like here's a guy flying around, shoot him down, and then if you did it, do it. If you were good enough at it, they would go, okay, well, well you did that real fast. Let's uh, um, put you in a slightly harder combat scenario where the guy will fight back more aggressively. So I did that as well, and it's um, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's. It's different from how from most space combat that I think I've ever played, and then yeah. it's a, much. It's a much calmer pace. Well, 
I think the, it would probably sp- get hectic when there's like more than one ship. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the, no, but the okay, actual but motion the, of it and stuff. Yeah, the way everything moves and stuff. And then, you know, they, yeah. he, the guy was trying to explain to me, it's like, oh, yeah, it's because it's like, you know, we're, doing, we're modeling thrust yeah. you know, correctly. Um, so it's like if you push too, if you push your thrust up too high, then your steering gets rubbish, for instance. But if you put it too low, then you have, don't have any thrust and you're just drifting. Yeah. So it's like you have to keep it in this sweet spot that is conveniently uh, like um, shown on screen if you want max maneuverability. Um, awesome. And it's uh, uh, yeah. So it seems kind of cool. I found it. It's been a long time since I've played Elite, and I found that radar tricky to. Right. Read. Yeah. I um, I actually found it i i liked it better than the free space radar i think i think i, I quite like that the, the i'm radar. trying to think how did how did x-wing did it because it did it like have a, a period right in the center or a spot right in the center where it's like okay this is what you can see dead ahead x-wing and did then, it really weirdly because the way x-wing did it was it had two circles it had that it had in front of you and behind you. So, oh yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. No, what's the what's the, what's the one I'm thinking of? Where there's like a a circle in the middle which is dead ahead. Like what that's you can free. See. That's free space too. That's the and free space the one. Kind of I see, I yeah, up, so you need to like if it was a if it was in the upper section, you knew you had to pull up that yeah. kind of thing. And um, if it was around the edge, it's behind you somewhere. So just turn, just do a one eighty basically. Yeah, um, I really liked that system, and it's a. Uh, uh, I found yeah, I think that super easy to read, and I found this this one's probably more useful. And I, I'm sure at some point I used to be good at reading that style radar because that's yeah. how the original Elite worked, right? Uh, and I'm sure there's been other games that have used radars like that. Um, but in three dimensional space, I just found that really difficult to get the hang with. And the guy was saying, "No, no, no, you got, you you, you want to pull up, not not go down." But it's like, but it says he's below me. It's like, <laughs> and he was sort of like going, "No, no, no, just pull up." And it's like. So I don't know if I was being instructed wrong or if I was just reading it completely off, but I had a hard time getting my bearings right. with it. I think um, it probably takes a bit of getting used to if you're used to the Free Space 2 style one. It's quite different, mm. I guess. But it's also quite big, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. You can kind of see it. Not that the Free Space 2 one was small or anything. It's in the same place. But I don't know. It just seemed a little bit like it's very prominent. So that's kind of cool because mm. you need it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they were running it on, but it was obviously, you know, it's obviously a PC, but it was incredibly smooth. I was playing it. I didn't play it on the Oculus. Uh, Kippers played it on the Oculus and said it was amazing, but man, you need the better version of the Oculus in order to enjoy it. I played Uh, it on the Oculus. I think they're only demoing it on DK1s. Um, I couldn't, I mean, uh, I hope so, because uh, I'd never used an Oculus before. But um, Oh yeah, describe your experience with Oculus. So it was super cool. I mean, it was uh, much more natural than I expected. I mean, the, I mean, the resolution is terrible, like because uh, uh, which was bad at first because it was a loading screen which had something written that you had to read and you basically couldn't read. Oh, it. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, you can actually lean in to like read to get closer to the plane of the thing that you need to try and read." So, <laughs> so I was doing that, but once I started flying around, it didn't really. But didn't. I mean, it bothered me that I couldn't read the controls properly. It, I mean, that I couldn't actually read much in the cockpit very well. Um, like I couldn't find that. Like what you were, I think if I'd been playing it on the screen, I would have seen that that marker for the sweet spot of the throttle, but yeah. I couldn't see that at all because I wasn't looking for it. I didn't know it was there, and it was like, you know, it, it, there wasn't enough detail there. But for actually looking around the the um, environment and stuff, because it's super cool for a space game, because you, um, the you know, when he's above you, you can just look straight up and stuff. 
Yeah, I mean that that that's appealing to me, like the ability to look around and just sort of yeah. get your, actually see where he is, and then go right. I need to go that way. Okay, yeah, up to him, and then that 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 sounds awesome. Because you're in like an asteroid field as well in that demo, so um, yeah, it was quite cool to look up and see. Oh shit, I'm I'm pulling up into an asteroid. I should probably fly around that <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool. And then, but I, I defeated the guy, and then he was like, "Well, you got some time left. Why don't you like look around the ship?" And I was or whatever. So raise your head and look around. And because um, it's elite, you're, you're not in a tiny like fighter. You're actually in relatively large you're ships. Like a, so yeah, cargo ship. Yeah. Exactly. So you look up from the cockpit, and it's like, oh, well, I'm actually in quite a big room. Actually, you mm. know, there's space here uh, either side and stuff. And I looked on my left, and there was a keyboard. And then I stupidly <laughs> put my hands out to like type on the keyboard. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, no, I'm not actually here. <laughs> that was dumb. I knew well, I did. That would just be how, how you'll have to actually set up your room when you play. Yeah. Put your actual keyboard where yeah. the <laughs> keyboard in your cockpit is. Mm. <laughs> that yeah, probably would still be incredibly confusing if you did actually reach over there and then you felt like a normal keyboard yeah. instead of this weird sci fi keyboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a normal keyboard, sort of, but sci fi. Oh, and also, I, I, I had that thing that they that, that I'd read on Rock Paper Shotgun, where you're sitting in a normal office chair, uh, but then in the game, your feet are like you're lying, like in a like in a, um, so your feet are like uh, raised up in front of you because you're lying in a in a kind of ejection seat type thing. So there's this weird disconnect where you should be leaning back if you're playing the game. <laughs> oh, right, which is kind of a bit weird. <laughs> Uh, oh, but yeah, you could, again, you could set that up. But this is the—I was—I was sort of impressed about, yeah, as you say, the fluidity of it all. The—I quite liked the the precision required. Yeah, you had to be quite delicate with that. Um, yeah, because they had some quite nice joysticks. That yeah, this is the, they were Hotaz sticks, weren't they? Like Cytec ones. Yeah, Cytec stuff. But this is the both the good and bad thing here is like with that setup, it felt great. Yeah, but without it, will it be as good? It's probably like, not it's I, well yeah well will it even be playable with that like level of precision like i'm not sure you could pick up a, a a controller perhaps they would have to the game would have to be scaling for what control you used yeah i reckon you could do it with some weird like acceleration factors and stuff and dead zone stuff yeah you maybe could probably improve it but even so it's never going to be as good as when you when you got the proper setup proper but i might sticks, yeah. i mean i like i mean all that demo was demonstrating was like the feel of the the flying around and the combat and stuff and the way it looked and stuff and i was totally sold on all of that and then i know there's the, there's a lot more to the actual game yeah so, it's it's a it's a weird slice isn't it because it's the most demoable part but that's yeah. not really what elite's about elite no, is it's about not. carving your path through the universe doing random trades um, but the thing is it could getting, have been getting, getting pulled out of hyperspace by giant pink saucers it's, yeah <laughs> that's what but, Elite's about that is what elite's about but i mean it's encouraging that the part of the game that it's not necessarily you wouldn't think it's about has been done so well it's not like free space or, or, or what was the game no um freelancer where not mm. that the combat in that is bad but i mean it's not like you know it doesn't have much feel to it you sort of you sort of drag your mouse around and yeah uh, it's also kind of nice that the, you know the controls were a bit more like i don't know like a proper jet in a way yeah exactly some, some, you had to bank some and... yeah some uh, like flight uh, as a space sims like the, the your ability seems to be as, just as good as your roll as pitch, pitch yeah it? which is done. So, like it's you know it's, it's nice to be roll of you know have to roll and roll and pitch <laughs> Why is it dumb? well in space your it doesn't matter does it I no, guess. exactly in space they should all be the same 
depending on the actual design of the ship, I guess. Well, like, oh, this ship doesn't have good yaw thrusters. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. But in the in the design of the, it's, I mean, it's easier to do on a joystick, I suppose. Like to think roll and pitch than than the twist. Yeah, the twist is for the yaw. Thing but, in the joystick that's weird. Um, but then I suppose it, like so the I think the demo was taking place in the classic ship, you know, the classic elite wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how well that would. There's probably less space to have thrusters on it to make it your. I don't well, that know. depends whether they even have bothered to think about that because that would be like a cool feature. That would be awesome if they have, yeah. Or is that something that's only for Star Citizen to worry about? I don't know. Yeah. What would be a cool feature? To like, actually have the ship designs actually have like different thrust profiles, where it's like, oh, yeah. the ship has better yawing. Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't it's be surprised rather than wider. If there was some stuff like that, maybe not super, you know, I, I mean, I don't think they go to the lengths of having, um, well, maybe they would in Star Citizen, but of, of having the, the actual forces come literally from the point on the hull where the thruster is. Yeah. Because then you have to balance making it look cool and also making it actually flyable. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, interesting, though. It's worth a... Yeah, I bet it's something they've toyed with or have thought about because it's just why if they're going for the whole realistic thrust idea that maybe that's crossed their mind at some point. Yeah, I think they're going for a nice balance of like a bit more in inverted commas realism combined Mm. with you know fun feeling stuff. Um, So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a short demo, but really really want to see how that turns out. Um, uh, Do we know when that's due? I, they say it's this year. I wouldn't be surprised really? if it did slip, huh. but they say it's this year. They keep maintaining it's this year. I think they promised it this year in some in their Kickstarter or something, probably. And they, okay. they're not they're not they're not backing down on that. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I actually care. I, I want it to be done. No, no. As long as it as long as it's good. Then yeah, exactly. Take as long as you need, guys. So that's my feeling. Because yeah. you can already play it right now if you pay 50 quid for a beta, which isn't that much more than your average freaking retail game sometimes. No. Um, so if you're desperate and you can afford the... If, if you're already spending 130 quid on a joystick or whatever, then you're not going to worry about spending <laughs> yeah. 50 quid on a beta. Um, uh, but yeah, um, end of the year. We've probably talked more about it than collectively we all played it. So <laughs> probably, but I think it inspires yeah. a bit of talking. But yeah, I so yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna uh, get into that. I think. Anyway, cool game. Um, what else did we do? I'm trying to think if we actually managed to get anything else done before you turned up. I'm not sure we did. Um, so we checked out Ninty Booth. Um, yeah, to see what was going on because I really wanted to see if they had any Smash Brothers Wii U there, <laughs> and we had a good look around. And if you, unless you were lucky enough to be called on stage to play one of their insanely loud stage demos, um, no, they didn't have it on show. Um, Not that we could it, tell. I didn't see it no. anywhere. And they, few, they they had the they, 3DS one, of course. Yeah, a couple of booths for the 3DS. Um, but I asked Ho so, and David went on the Sunday, and I think it might have turned up by then. So I'm a bit mm, anyway. Maybe, yeah, because we went fairly early, I suppose. It's the, we were second day. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I had a proper look around, and I just couldn't find it unless they mm. unless they changed all the setup they had for the America Eight tournament to actually play Smash Bros. But you know, I think they anyway. might have done because that's what it sounded like from from what David was saying. So, mm. uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm a bit guided about that, but it's um, um what they were saying on the big screen looked good anyway. Um, I mean, it's 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 so nice that it's sharp now. 
I mean, come on, HD Smash Bros. You could see what's going on. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe anyone managed to play that game ever. Like, like, I mean, on the N64, <laughs> it's like, you're okay, like four pixels in a corner or something. Well, not that oh, bad. Oh, man. But. Oh, no, the, the N64, like, they got away with it because it was, um, yeah, it was a lower res than what the, the modern, but, you know, the GameCube and Wii versions have been. But it's, uh, um, the, the, the fact that it was a slower game and, like, the actual sizes of the stages were smaller and things like that, it's, uh, they, they actually played to the, that, the strengths of that system quite well and then obviously when they had more to play more to more pixels to work with they made everything a bit more nuts but from what i can tell that hasn't happened this time they've kept it at the same level of nuts but that's still good enough for me so in in games that we did see we played splatoon Splatoon. indeed we did uh, that game was real interesting. It's like the, I, I really like where they're going with their crazy mechanics because it's so different. It looks really good. It looked even better yeah. than, the, in, than the introduction kind of video from E3. Yeah, this is the thing. Seeing it in person is much better than seeing any of the videos I've seen of it online. Like the the, the frame rate, you know, unless you've seen it at I don't know the set the full seven twenty sixty that it's running at, it's doesn't look the same unless you're right there, mm. and then you see it and it's real cool. It, and it's the only thing that is weird about it is I struggled with the controls a bit, but that's presumably something you can learn. But it's uh like the the, the gyro aiming was a bit weird. Um, you know, yeah, I, I definitely did. I know you can like in theory turn that off, but it's uh, uh you, know, you had to try it. And it's like I can sort of see that actually it would be it will be faster to line up shots using the gyro yeah. aiming. What was that noise? Oh, I think that was me. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought something was going wrong with the recording there for a second. But, um, uh, yeah, so the, you know, I'm sure you could line up shots real fast with um, um, with the gyro if you got used to it. Yeah, I but mean... It's, uh, but it's just so... It felt alien. Um, yeah, it's, it's just something that definitely got that takes getting used to because you... you, you you were aware of it, and then, like within about thirty seconds, you've forgotten about it for some reason, and you're pointing at the floor. And then you realize you can't look. Yeah, and then you realize you can't look up and down with the right stick, so you yeah. have to use the gyro. And then you go, "Oh, okay." And then, but I still kept fucking it up, and it's uh, yeah. And I, and I couldn't quite get get to grips with how the squid stuff comes into play, and you know, there's a real tight interplay of all the mechanics that just is going to take practice, mm, definitely to, to get to get good at. I mean, I just kept going up to a part of the map that was like inaccessible, and she kept saying, "You're going in the wrong way. You can't actually go that way." So, like, oh, okay, because there was a ladder yeah. or something. I was like, "Well, let's climb this and get a high vantage point." It's like, nope, you can't actually climb that. No, okay. there's, there's no, there's no climbing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have to, unless you can ink it, and then you could probably ink your way up it. But well, that was the thing. It was a, it was a ladder that was behind a barrier, and I thought, mm. oh, okay, but you could ink under the, and then you could get under the barrier using the squid, yeah. but then there's nothing to do there. So it was totally pointless. <laughs> anyway, I was at the wrong end of the map. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't figure out the control for the, the boost start particularly. No, I couldn't get that to work. Like, I, I just kept mashing the screen and it would eventually sort of work. It's like, I need to join my compadre over here. He seems to be uh seems to be in a spot above her. How do I get there? And I tap his icon and it's like okay, nothing's happening. What do I do? Do I hold it? Uh, no, nothing's happening. What am I supposed to be doing? So I just mashed it until something happened. Um, 
So, you know, I don't know if that was a glitch or if something was going a bit wrong or if there's some trick I'm missing. I really don't know. But, um, yeah, it looks cool. I'm really excited. I love the style of it. I love the fact that it's just good guys versus bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. In the, in the wording. Straight like, up. The bad guys win. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. And the, the crazy, um, the results cat as well. It's just like, <laughs> like you win. <laughs> It's cool. I love it. I'm I'm real excited about it. But there's still no word, I think, on actual release date. You know, because it's Nintendo. But do you think it's this year then, or no? I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's this year. I don't think there's. They've probably got the mechanics down, but I think they've only really shown maybe two maps thus far. Right. So there's there's probably content to do now. Yeah. Still, that's cool. Another reason to have the Wii U. Definitely. Um, so what else did we see? We, At the Ninja uh, booth. Yeah. Well, we queued up to, to see a bit of Sonic, but it looks oh, so. But my God, that demo took so long to actually for people to play, and it looks. All right. Here, we, I mean, I'm setting myself up for the biggest disappointment category here for the Game of the Year awards, but it looks pants. <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from a Sonic fan, man. I'm used to some yeah. pants on my Sonic. <laughs> or or this a is... lack of. Wait, or a lack of pants on my Sonic doesn't wear pants. This is super pants. Super pants. I don't, it's weird because you, you were immediately you hadn't seen a, a Sonic game running at thirty frames. I don't think before. No. <laughs> so like you know, that's happened plenty of times in the past, but like to you that was just like what? What? How is this? What is this? You can't play this. <laughs> just looks so weird when you're running so fast and everything seems so like. Comparison to like all these better it's, looking it's, games this is on the, the thing, Wii U yeah, that juxt- was playing right next to it, it's juxtaposed with like it was right next to um, Captain Toad and Yoshi's Woolly World um, in the setup, which are beautiful looking games running yeah. at sixty, and uh, you know, and behind it is Splatoon, which is a great looking game running at sixty, and, and you've got on the screen you've got Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, which are great looking games running at sixty, and then you've got Sonic Boom looking like garbage. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh, such a disappointment! It's like the running stage looked fine in terms of its, in terms of its layout and its structure. It was a simple thing, but they, you know, they seem to have got that okay. But man, the rest of it, what is going on? <laughs> and like he, con- it was like you, there was a, like a sort of boss thing that was like it was like a spider, a giant spider that somehow yeah. was chasing Sonic. Like there was faster than Sonic, basically. Just thought it was a bit. Well, yeah, no, he seemed to be running slower during that segment. Is right, that, well, so something like slow down. We've just seen you running really fast, so why are you now running just fast enough to stay ahead of this? Because you have to fight it. <laughs> but you didn't. You just got to the end of the segment, and then a big door closed, in which this one seemed to stop it. And then you seemed to be in another puzzle room. And it's like, and the combat looked super clunky. As far as I can tell, you just you just push one button, and like you do kick, kick, kick. But it, like the way it moved was janky looking I don't know it's from what I've like seen of the writing like that's the one thing that actually seems to stand out here is it's sort of if you look at it through the glasses of okay this is a a kids show tie-in the writing seems okay like seems seems kind of cool but blah blah as a game blah and it's, that's real disappointing from you know ex-naughty dog people you know ex- Jack and Daxter guys. There's a lot. I I can see some Daxter in it, but not as good. 
I saw a video this morning that showed a little tiny bit of the 3DS version, and that just looks like another 3DS site game, so that might be the good one this time. Oh, does it? Oh, what? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's looks... just like a 2D side-scrolling running through the level thing, at least that little bit that of it little they bit showed. Of it. Huh. That's how... Oh, yeah, that, in fairness, that's all I've seen of the 3DS one, is like them them showing like 2D segments. Yeah. So maybe maybe 3DS is the good one. I'm sure it won't be that good, though. No. <laughs> The recent ones, well, it's, it's weird. It's like this. I had such high hopes for this. And this, that's did you like really know? I mean, because I mean, it was a Western well, it's, development. Well, it's, and... Yeah, it's not really attached to Sonic Team. That's the, in, mm. you know, like Sonic Team is the one with the track record here. It's like take, take Sonic, give it to someone completely separate. Yeah, and it's you a know, good you, concept. Can, you can, but hope. <laughs> It doesn't but, look that like it's not developed by Sonic Team. <laughs> I mean, I know it had, you know, it. I mean, they were trying to differentiate their visual style, right, a little bit by having the weird yeah. snood costumes and stuff. But for to me, it looks the same as any of the bad Sonic games. Well, I'll tell you years. what, it, it reminds me of PS2 era adventure games. You know, sort of action adventure platformers. Like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's come with the times at all, right? Um, and you know, if you took like the initial Jack and Daxter games, it's probably just that, really. And you know, not that Jack and Daxter were bad games, but it's it feels like a throwback, you know, or it looks like a throwback. It's like I've done all this before. You certainly know. have, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I guess I have done all this before. I played fucking Werehog. But <laughs> You played 06. Yeah. All the way <laughs> and then apparently you forgot everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I really did shun that one from memory. Are you guys going to do a video of that one? Or Sonic 06? Well, maybe. Can't really. Oh, yeah, yeah you I can't. Mean, I, yeah. I haven't got a capture set up for it. Yeah, but, okay. Sorry. Uh, we probably could sort that out, though. Well, it's, it's it's hindered by the fact that my three my 360 is obviously the first one. Right. So it doesn't yeah, have HDMI. <laughs> Yeah, fair it's enough. Really my, my one hasn't got it either. Uh, really annoying. Uh, so what else we got? Uh, we, yeah, so we we saw some. I, as I said, like Captain Toad, I didn't really understand what was going on there because I don't know how that mini game works exactly. But it, it you know it looks real nice, visually kind of pretty, kind of pretty. Yeah, I think um, that'd be cool. It depends. Though. I mean, if they're going to charge like forty-five quid for it, it'll be ridiculous. But I mean, it's a yeah, cool game. maybe. Yeah, depends. Depends what what bracket it fills. But that's due out soon. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, and they also had Yoshi's Woolly World on display. And man, that is a good-looking game. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. The sort of wool looks tangible. I prefer the wool yeah. to the. Um... Does it play well? That's the important. Well, it, okay. it looks like it just plays like a Yoshi game. Like... Yeah, but does it play like the most recent one where it was slow and shitty, or does it play like a pro one where it's like actually fast and difficult? Mm. We didn't actually play it. Well, I didn't. Did you? No, we, no. The the queue was kind of long. Um, I think I, I think Jam managed to get a go of it, but I didn't talk to her about it, so I don't. Um, so yeah, got no knowledge there, but it looks real nice. But mechanically, it just looks identical to a Yoshi game. If you like Yoshi yeah. games, this is going to be pretty good. But look, by you know, um, and I we watched um, we did watch Jam play the Kirby game, the Clay Magic Marker, whatever it's called. Mm. Um, what are those games called? Like the Canvas Curse yeah. was, the, was the DS one. And yeah, whatever the fuck this one's called, made of clay. 
Again, that's a real nice look to it. I don't think the clay works as well as the wool. No, I don't think um, so. Because it's they've sort of gone for the stop motion look to some of it, so things animate jerkily intentionally. Um, I think either that or lazily, one of the two, <laughs> however you want to look at it. But to me, I felt I felt it. You know, they were intentionally making things sort of like not animate smoothly um, to make it look a bit more Wallace and Gromit, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's, it's they've they've gone all in with that look, and it does work. It's just not as pretty as wool. Um, and you know, I think Jam was getting real confused with how the mechanics work. And you know, as a bystander and having played a bit of Canvas Curse, I was sort of looking at it, going, "But yeah, but you just do this, and then you can do that, and then you can do this." And it's like I, I was backseat gaming real badly. Um, well, it's understandable uh, but, if you, you haven't got much time and you're trying to yeah you know, try it out. You need uh, yeah, it's I mean, nice we, to know a few things. Yeah, I mean, at that point, like you know, the queues were getting pretty long because it was it was a lot busier than last year. It felt I couldn't right. just sneak on to consoles like I did last year with things. That was how I played Lost World, and that was how I got led down Sonic Lost World, and that was how I got led down a bad path because it was just like, oh, I could just sneak onto this, <laughs> and there was just less of that this year. You had to queue for everything. Um, so yeah, uh, it was pretty busy, but um, I hadn't seen the previous. Uh, Slightly less uh, yeah. manic vent. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, you know, there were still plenty of queues last year for the, the big guns. Like, we queued for a while to play Watch Dogs, and the COD queue, I think, was even bigger than it was this year. But, um, and Battlefield 4, Battlefield, oh, and Titanfall. Man, those queues were massive. I think Kipper said he waited three hours to play Titanfall last year. Really? Jeez. Yeah. I didn't. I went off and did other things. <laughs> We didn't wait that long um, for anything, really. I mean, the line says it says, "Oh, you're waiting 45 minutes from from here," but I don't think it really uh, we was for the ones we waited quite a while for COD. We reckon that right. might have taken us two hours. But yeah, that was probably most of your morning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, yeah, what else did we do? Um, we went and played the survivor mode of Alien Isolation, which is out now, isn't it? Uh, I believe it's just come out. Yeah, the reviews yeah. are out. Man, those reviews are all over the place. Like, some people really love it, and others really don't. Well, the people that I trust seem to really like it. Um, they yeah, just... I, IGN was the most surprisingly lowest. Right, well, I don't trust IGN at all for anything. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I generally don't pay attention to them either. But yeah. It's not because I don't have a trust issue, but I just that's not one of my preferred. Yeah. And their style is off to me. But... Yeah doesn't work for me well what i've seen is uh criticism wise is that it, it it um it's so long that the kind of the plotting goes a bit wrong towards the end and it gets a bit yeah uh, it's big so it's slow at the end which uh kind of sounds like a shame especially since yeah. it was going so well but anyway uh, we can't speak to that yet but um we can speak to the weird survivor mode anyway <laughs> yeah that that shit was hard as fucking no really hard yeah like you get like 10 minutes and it's basically like, here, get from one side of this part of the spacecraft to the other. And um, we got as many runs as you as we could fit in that time. But it, uh, yeah, you basically don't have anything other than hiding and uh, basically two shots with a flamethrower that might buy you some time to get away. And it's, I think that's the case in most in the actual game. I don't yeah. think you, you can't kill the alien, basically. No, no, no. Yeah, the alien's unstoppable, but it's... I found that I, it's all right. Good points. Damn, they've nailed the look and the yeah. atmosphere. That's a real pretty looking thing. And we were playing the X Bone version, 
and like just the way you held up the motion tracker and the, the oscilloscope look of the the dots on the tracker, you know, it's like oh man, this is a real good looking game. Yeah, it looks like, cool. And the alien looks cool as well. Great. The alien looks awesome. If you the like, shadows and if stuff. You just catch a glimpse of it from afar, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is, and it's moving so awesome. Like, it's so big it's, as well in the corridors massive. and stuff. So yeah, all of that they got just they got absolutely right. But this is not going to be a game for me. I do no. not get on with that sort of unpredictable AI. Um, nature where you're trying to outsmart something and it's like i don't know you just can't predict it like then i would try i tried everything i'm sure during that demo it's like okay let's go hide in this hide in this closet for a bit until he walks away from me and it's like okay is he going away i think he's going away oh shit no he's coming real close from somewhere else i'll just stay in the closet (laughs) right when am i supposed to come out of the closet um and then so I tried a different route at the same time, went into some vents, and it's like, let's go in these vents. He won't, he won't know I'm here. And it's like, uh, one of the vents had a door in it that I think opened and alerted into my position. And it's like, okay, I'm just not going to move for a bit. And then, and then it sort of wandered past the vent in front, and it's like, oh, I think I got away with that. And then it would just jump scare you. Right. And just sort of appeared in the vent and grabbed you, and it's like, well, I'm fucked. Can't do anything <laughs> here. And it's yeah. like, and that, that basically happened whatever route I took. It would like, it would. I would go some way, but it would conveniently just t- change direction at the wrong moment and always see me. Right, and and like, hit you off the pass. Yeah, yeah, that's the and trouble. That, I, I've never been that much, that good at stealth games, anyway. And this it sounds like you're doing all is. right. I, I it's think like, it's, it was really hard to get to the end. So I, I think you were probably doing okay. You know, yeah. You know you got I know, but I was getting quite. Like, you know, I did do my like throw my hand up gesture several times during right. that demo, just going, "Oh come on!" Yeah, like, it, well, it, it, it winds me up in the wrong way. I'm thinking that you'll be. I mean, I, I don't think it is a game for you. I think you're right, but I think oh, if no. you, if, yeah. in general, if you, I think it'll be like, I don't know what a good analogy is, but I think if you played the campaign, you'll be much more prepared for the survivor mode. Oh thing. sure, I yeah, think that would be like a distilled. I think that's like it's like as if they were demoing Arkham Asylum and they put you into like halfway through the challenge arenas and like here's the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, but and also the impact alone, and it's it's super awesome. Yeah, it looks so good. Um, Although it was one of those demos, and this was a recurring theme. Like, yeah. Up to this point, we've we'd kind of avoided it. Um, but everything from here on suffered from terrible demo setup situation. Yeah, where no one seems to know terrible. how. Yeah, whoever they, whoever they get to set up their screens doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Like they just had all the post processing turned on and all the motion smoothing turned on, which makes input lag like a good half a second. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I was. Which, I didn't actually know what it was because I don't think I've ever played a game that had that much it's, input lag. Yeah, it's, it's it's appalling when you know it's there. Right, because I like, I thought there was something wrong with the controls or something, or that or that like maybe that I I initially thought well maybe this is how the how the game works or something, or this is how you turn in this game. Like that's some weird thing. It's where, weird because it, 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 yeah, at first I sort of thought, oh man, this feels like what does this what does this remind me of? Oh shit, this reminds me of how Killzone Two felt. Right, and, like, and, I, and then I quickly realized, oh no, it's just input lag. There is actually right. a significant delay. It's not like a swing feel. It's like the yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's nothing on the game itself. It's just they no, just no, set, it's set not. up it's their the, show off their game to the best of 
this happened all over the place. Whenever they had a big screen, there was it was not set up correctly. They were they weren't they didn't get it right. Um, Microsoft didn't get it right. Like the the Xbox booth didn't get it right at all. And it's it's yeah, it's common. Well, I saw it last year as well, and it's. If you're going to demo your game and you're supposed to be trying to sell people on it, demo it right for crying out loud. Yeah. Inexcusable. So I don't know if I will jump at the chance to get a, I, I don't know. I, it just seems like it will be quite stressful. Like, um, like, uh, oh, yeah. like kind of like you had a kind of a stressful time with um, The Last of Us, even though it's, you know, a great game. But I mean, it's quite a slog yeah it didn't um, necessarily put me in the best mood while playing it and i'm not sure i like that right yeah so i think that'll you know? be a similar thing with with alien isolation but i think i will probably i'll probably get it i, I know point. exactly what they're going for and some people really appreciate that feeling but i kind of like games for the escapism thing the, the kind of feel good factor that's why i play them and it's a uh, yeah um because you know, this isn't like making you powerful this is making you as unpowerful as possible basically yeah I'm not sure I get on with that too much. It's like that's the reason why I don't play scary games. Like I'm not sure that's probably the reason I wouldn't play something like PT or. <laughs> I just yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see the, but many people do. So you know, who am I? Uh, I'm, yeah, if you I'm like that, to, I'm always going to be a bad judge of those games. So. <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of Alien, the first film, and you like games, then it seems like a bit of a no-brainer, really. This, mm. I mean. Because it is, it, but it is that film, kind of that first film, mm. not the second one at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So maybe, that was, you'll that, hear, that was maybe you'll hear from Dan later for this. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm still more jazzed about to? Elite. I think, and I think Elite's my main one, but uh, yeah, Alien comes out sooner. Uh, so what else we get to? I wandered up through. I suppose we checked out Resed next, which is their sort of indie section. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I played. We pl- I played a few things up there. Um, I had wanted to get get some ha- hands-on time with Gang Beasts. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm not in the early access version because you know early access, and uh, everyone's been raving about it being a right laugh. It's like it it's it seems to be it's going to be one of those games that you have to play to understand because the crowd was massive and yeah. like like around in this incredibly cramped bit of the. Yeah, a bit of setup. I don't like, think Gang they... Beasts only had like a, one screen set up for it on a I... on a row of four other people, and they just hadn't expected it to get such a yeah. such attention. Um, they hadn't anticipated that one very well. Yeah, and whoever was everyone playing it seemed to be having a right blast. But for us watching it, it's just like what the fuck's going on? Mm. <laughs> it's like it's it's not that it moves very fast or anything like that. But it, I think most of the hilarity must come in the way it controls. Yeah, I think so. There was sort of combination of the weird physics and stuff. I mean, like I've seen, yeah. I saw the um, giant bomb quick look of it now, and if the, that pretty much explains why people are going crazy about it, like you can okay. just kind of see uh, after a bit of footage of like how how mm. weirdly it controls and stuff, and how weirdly the grabs work, and how when you got knocked out, it's like how long it takes you to get back up and all that weirdness. It's like mm. it's it's weird. It's a weird game. But I, I think it'd definitely be fun. fun to yeah, it's kind of entertaining. Go. Happy salad versus. <laughs> um, it's definitely yeah, part of that so, trend for local multiplayer. Hmm. It's back. Uh, so what else did we see up there? There's a lot of weird and wonderful things. Um, I tried playing Poncho, but I think I 
did we hit the glitch? Or oh, I saw someone hit the glitch. There was, they, they had unfortunately come across a crash bug, um, which was giving them all kinds of headaches. So there were like post-its on all the all the machines saying, please don't do this at this point. It breaks. Yeah. Um, we saw one guy do it. And it just locks the game up, basically. Um, I really like the art style of that game. And they're trying to do... It's it's basically like a, just a puzzle platformer, but with little big planet style plane shifting. So you move in and out of the screen and mm. um, to do things. And it's... I, yeah, I like the art direction they're going with that is you know it's pixel art but it's kind of reminiscent of fez in, in some ways and um, um but i don't know if that mechanic is going to be enough to carry it and you know we didn't see enough of the demo to really make a judgment there um uh i played a little game called octahedron which is seems to be trying to be a, a very abstract puzzle uh, again sort of a it's a platform. I'm not sure I'd call it a puzzle platform. It's more like just um, like, can you get to the top? Was the was the demo? But there's like, the, 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 their interface. There's like no words. There's no numbers or anything. It's all just symbols mm. um, and squares and stuff. So like from an aesthetic point of view, it's pretty cool. And it's got this nice sort of thumping, trancey house beat going on in the sound, which I found really cool. Um, it's it's it fits the sort of geometry wars like neon aesthetic really well and it's um but you know the gameplay i found actually really quite frustrating <laughs> yeah that's um, the thing um basically the idea is is you can jump and you can put platforms underneath you uh but you can only put two platforms down and they don't last very long um like you know a fraction of a second um before you have to land on something solid or unless you hit something that replenishes your platform bar um but some of the what it was requiring you to do was real tricky, and if you died, you often went back quite a long way through the level. And I stuck at this for quite a while because, uh, mm. uh, yeah, I, I stuck with it for quite some time, and I, I basically got to the top. But I was trying to get everything on the level while I was going because you can smash like light bulbs by running a platform through them. Um, um, as you go up and that gives you a mysterious indicator on the abstract GUI, just like this thing just appears and it's like, well, I've got to get all of those then. Um, <laughs> so I was doing what I normally do as a game yep. and try and like max Can't out the level. everything. Yeah, of course. Um, but of course, trying to do that was really, really hard. And I was just like, going, look, fucking what? And then you die and you go all the way back for so far and you have to do all that section again just to get to the bit where you fucked up. And because that bit is hard and like, yeah. okay, then perhaps you need more checkpoints. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion there for a start. More, check, more, more checkpoints would make that game much more enjoyable. But I liked it. I liked its aesthetic. It it seemed real cool. Cool. Um, uh, what else did we see or do? I'm trying to remember because there's, there's quite a ton of stuff up there, but I'm not sure what any of it was. It wasn't like. I wasn't overwhelmed with indiness like sometimes you are. And you see, like, oh, wow, what, what are they doing over here? Oh, wow, what's this? It was like... Yeah, there wasn't it? any, like, um, super standout, like, I don't know, Super Meat Boy type or, like, Hotline Miami or something that made you go, what the yeah. hell is that? Um, yeah, and there wasn't anything like um, any kind of, I don't know, famous... Like, there's no The Witness or anything like that going on. You, no, you know that I mean? wasn't there. I mean, yeah. we, we took a brief try at... Well, there was a, we, we quickly jumped on a machine that had Dream running, which is, I don't know, I think trying to go for that same sort oh, of yeah. 
what are you doing here vibe but we couldn't work out what the fuck we were doing there <laughs> so it's like well this doesn't make for a very good demo does it um, yeah and quickly got bored and wandered off um you played oculus rift horse racing oh i forget what, what was it called it was like oh god those oh i forget what that game was called um but it's like apparently according to the guy who seemed quite enthusiastic about it it's like it's a fairly in-depth horse racing management sim right apparently it's been in development for like a decade and like but the bit they were showing off is just like oh we just added this dumb oculus thing to it so you're in the middle of a race you can be the jockey if you want (laughs) you can't actually control it can you it's just well there was there was there was simple control that you couldn't really steer very well and you could nearly all control you had was like oh hey just push up now to make it like go into whip mode or something (laughs) whip mode But, you know, the Oculus was cool. I had that, you know, as it always is. I had that thing like you did, though, where you sort of look... You, it's too natural sometimes how that thing, how you respond to that, to having that thing on your head. Like, so I looked down in the world trying to find the keys or whatever I was supposed to be pushing or the, or the, joy, or the joypad or something. And... It didn't register in my mind when I couldn't see what I was trying to look down and see, if if that makes sense. I saw the the horse, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Well, "Yeah, because I'm on a horse." <laughs> I didn't see the the fact that I didn't see a controller didn't seem weird to me, and I, yeah. I was like, "What? What just happened?" Yeah, I felt really confused after I realized what just happened. It's like, oh, "What? How did I make that mistake?" It's cool how it tricks you. I, I don't know. Yeah. You, get, you get used to it super quick. I thought it would be really disorienting for. I bet if if there is, I bet when I play a game where you can actually move around or whatever independently, yeah. the first person game oh, that's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. mess the, with my head. But I mean, it gets game yeah, where you're, if you're playing something where you walk around and yeah. stuff like that. You expect to feel the. Um, and Kipper said that about the when he Oculus it with Frontier uh, with Elite. Sorry, right. Um, that to a certain extent, your body, ex- when you're putting it under mass motion, your body expects to feel some of it. Right. Yeah. When you're when you're immersed in it, and you just don't, and it's like it's that that feels slightly odd. You end up leaning all over the place. Mm. Like last year, I played. A, I tried playing. Was I think it's an adventure game called Montague's Mount, um, wearing an Oculus, and uh, you know, as I'm walking around the environment, or if I turn sharply with the mouse. Or no, controller. Sorry, it was a controller, not a mouse. Then it's just like, whoa, okay, well, what does, I, I, what, this feels weird. And I was standing up while doing it, and it's like, and so I, and apparently I was swaying all over the place. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, yes, we did that. Um, we checked out some sort of miniature game making thing that some guy was trying to put together. It's kind of reminiscent of old Click Team stuff, and we were like, oh wow, this is kind of, it's a hell of an endeavor you're giving yourself here, but good luck. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, I think he knew what he was trying, what he was undertaking, and seemed a bit yeah. like, you know, humble. It's like, okay, this is nowhere near near completion, but like, so we're, we're putting some basics together to check out the concept. Out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think he understood the gravity of what he was trying to do. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. I forget what that tool was called though, which is annoying, but you know. It was in the the Sega sponsored left field collection, which mm. is a great name for a section. So <laughs> to the point where the games were so under um, 
under the radar or so early that you know people were writing what the games were on the white walls behind them yeah to try and explain like like there was one that we played which was like flappy bird but you are the walls and it was controlled with um those motorized yeah mixing motorized mixing desk sliders that was kind of cool that was real awesome i liked that a lot it was really hard as well yeah but then flappy bird is really hard so yeah it wasn't as hard as flappy bird (laughs) enjoyed that uh yes what else did we get done did we get anything else major done like oh i played scream ride forgot about that well, the thing we did next was uh, Halo, right? We haven't talked well, about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I did Halo early in the day. I mean, Scream Ride early in the day, and I'd forgotten about that. But um, Okay. Uh, yeah, Scream I- Ride. Sort of came out of nowhere with a weird trailer, I think, earlier this year, saying with, like, lots of characterized people building stuff and then screaming a lot and, you know, dying, I think, <laughs> as the rides exploded and um, did bad stuff. And... Uh, I came away from playing that going, I know exactly what you're doing here, and I've done this before in a number of other games, but never potentially in one package. Um, Right. So it has a destruction mode where you're like flinging a ball at buildings, and it's like, well, this is Angry Birds and Wrecketeer. Um, This is the same as those games. Um, So, you know, fine. It's it's a good enough concept, but nothing new here. And then there's the roller coaster building mode, where it's like, which is basically the roller coaster building from Roller Coaster Tycoon. It gives you some like guidelines. It's like, okay, you've got this this amount of money to build uh, a roller coaster that has these stats of like nausea and excitement, and um, and you and you need to make sure people don't die on it or fly out of their seats. And it's like, okay, there you go, build build a coaster. Um, so there's that. That's Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the sort of actual, I think they just called the screen mode, which is you uh, you get a rocket-powered sled attached to a roller coaster track and you have to try and keep it in balance and time button presses with the loops to try and get your turbo meter up so you can use it during segments where there is where your momentum might not be as fast um, to try and get a good time. It's like a very sort of simple, I don't know, I guess reaction-y, it reminds me a bit like the Mario Party games where you're like having to lean your minecart or whatever it is to stay on the track. Right, yeah. And really, that's all that was. And it's like, this is due out in about three weeks' time, I think. And it's like, I came away a bit going, well, okay, what you seem to have made is fine. You know, it's solid. But if that's all there is, that is not a game I want to play. <laughs> hmm. But I and I feel real bad saying that because I was trying, I was being enthusiastic because I think one of the devs was talking me through it. Yeah, so you don't want to say anything. uh, Yeah, I I sort of feel bad now, sort of saying I felt meh about the whole thing, the whole team. While I'm going, oh wow, this is like Rollercoaster Tycoon, yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 we wanted to try and bring some of that back, you know. And it's like there's a full level editor and stuff for the for the screen mode as well, so anything you build and like. Other people can play, and then I start going, "Oh yeah, because I, I, you know, that's why Little Big Planet is so popular, right? Because you know, you can be both sides of the coin. You can create, or you can just consume. And I'm a consumer." And, and he was like, "Yeah, exactly." So you know, <laughs> feigned enthusiasm for what is not you know, a mediocre product. I think. Right. Well, it's not sorry, that guy. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. 
so we played Halo. Yeah. Which, again, suffered so badly from input lag. Yeah. So this I mean, was Halo was like, 2, basically, right? Yeah, so it was Halo 2 multiplayer or lockout, or lockdown, as it's now called. Um, because they always do that. They change their names. <laughs> Which looked pretty uh, great. It, yeah, visually, wow, that's a good-looking game. And seeing mm. it running at 60, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect how much of an impact that would have. Because they've but always been like, 30, right? All the Halo They've games. always been 30, yeah. Unless you played... I think Halo 1 and Halo 2 on PC, you could you could run at yeah, 60. Yeah, yeah. Halo 1 at 60 was a bad idea because the animation still ran at 30. Mm-hmm. So it looked, um, so yeah, it looked properly odd. Uh, and Halo 2 on PC, I've never played, so I don't know how that uh, holds up. Um, but, man, that's a good-looking game. Yeah, they did well with the. uh, They did some great stuff with the lighting, and the guns looked good. All the effects, like the way the grenades fly through the air and they leave that little trail, it's like all of that looked great. Because you know, it's Halo done as every Halo fan really wants to see it. I I suppose. Yeah, I think this could be. I I felt quite cynical about the whole thing before, but I don't know. I think it'll be a good product. Uh, I don't know if it'd be I, worth getting an Xbox One for, but I mean, if you're a Halo uh, fan, no, you're pro- you're probably right. It's not, it's not worth getting a console for, but it's like, um, I, well, I want it to do well because of the way they've gone into this, in the sense that the way that they've been talking about, oh, we're bringing why we're bringing back Halo Two multiplayer in such the way that we are, and you know, they're making them making a big deal of, oh yeah, and we're bringing back the old actual skill based matchmaking system. And because I want that to take off again, the old, you know, we've always said on this show that Halo 2 was the first to do it right. Mm. And one of the first, conveniently. Certainly first on, yeah. Well, it was, wasn't it? Because, I mean, it's not like you had good matchmaking on PC or anything. No. I mean... Yeah, it might have been the first to do the whole matchmaking idea at all. And then less games like Mech Assault and stuff like that that were came out with live had something like that. I don't know. But Yeah, that weird Mech Warrior game, right? Yeah. Was it called Mech Assault? I think it was Mech Assault. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Or Mech Assault 2, maybe, um, that was live enabled. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it looks real good. We, we sucked at it real bad. Oh yeah, I got, <laughs> I got, I got I destroyed. Say, yeah, we, we then, were terrible at it. There were some guys that were good at it, but I don't understand how they were good at it with all that impact lag. Did they play it like that at home? Maybe, maybe they just were good enough to adapt to it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But you know, it's I just couldn't than, keep my my usual like. The only thing I'm really good at in Halo is like keeping, especially in that Halo Two, is like keeping people in my sights while I'm you yeah. know, spraying. I used to be quite good at that, but you just can't do it when there's too much input lag. You just get no. murdered. Yeah, you can't keep up. And the moments I had was when someone dropped right in front of your face. You know, Halo's always had that very confined FOV anyway. Yeah. Um, so like, and so it always creates that little bit of ah, what the fuck's going on? Sort of weird scramble. But it's like, of course, when it's lagging, I can't focus on what the fuck I'm doing. And I think both of us were having that problem whenever it yeah. happened because the fight didn't end very fast. <laughs> it was just like two people sort of running around each other, going flailing melee attacks and shooting random grenades at walls. And <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going well. As soon as I got the sword, I managed to start killing people, but that's not fun. Well, I mean, it is fun, but I mean. 
It's 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 always been overpowered on lockout is the yeah. thing. Um, so you know, someone gets the sword and they win. Um, yeah. And you know, there there was only four player Slayer, which I've, I've never thought is the strength of those games. Like four on four team Slayer is where it's always been for me. With yeah, definitely with Halo. Um, some of the some of the best games I've ever had, like we're always in that game mode. So it's I think it looks pr- promising. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm real excited. But it, you know, it's one of those games that I I could wait to get because it's just like, well, you know, stuff I've played before, and because yeah. it's a remake, we can't consider it for any of this year's game of the year edi- game of the year awards, and I have to be selective at this point. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> about what I can actually afford. <laughs> so that kind of wraps up, doesn't it? What? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think we played anything else. Um, Oh, I played Project Cars in 4K <laughs> in the NVIDIA, oh, yeah. NVIDIA booth. So that was cool. It, it handles quite nicely. I couldn't really tell much difference between 4K and like and 1440p because there was quite a bit mm. of 1440p going on because there was a, like a scan computer stall that had like these absurdly high spec machines. Um, oh man, what was that thing called? The shark fin was it or something? The there was like the, the bear. Desk. Oh, and there was the desk thing, yeah. So the desk, it was a, like, yeah, it had a high power gaming PC with three Titans SLI'd together. Well, it was, um, the, yeah, that's right. I mean, on someone one had the side that was yeah. water cooled as well, and on the other side also had a work PC built into it. <laughs> and this t- this whole table was like glass topped and you know a good size and everything. And apparently, it came with the monitors and everything. I think. Um, I think so. I remember. You'd hope so for 10k. Yeah, a 10 grand piece of kit. But man, it's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Although, having actually seen a lot of like um, three monitor stuff, like I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I should have maybe given it more of a go. But it looks really weird if you're not playing it because like, like it's so distorted the peripheral vision stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Well, you're not supposed to look at them directly. No, I suppose you're not. No, that's not the intention. No. And like not the the project cars demo that I saw where they were showing showing it with the three screens that uh, project cars obviously wasn't optimized to do it like that because it was right. re- real bad clipping um, on the left hand where it was just cutting straight through the bodywork of the car right yeah. um, so you know they obviously haven't been 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 thinking about it I guess um, not yet anyway that's probably something they can just tweak as they go along. They did have a kind of crazy um, racing setup there in that scan booth with the uh, with the yeah, projectors. And that like, we hung about waiting to play, but then you know the guy running it was a bit of an asshole and let some yeah. other dude just that he knew just go in front of everyone and say, "Just like, well, yeah. fuck that shit." Yeah, <laughs> but I think they were playing. They were, we, we, that was eye racing, wasn't it? So yeah, think. definitely. But yeah, a crazy three projector setup with a nice wheel and a force feedback chair. Yeah, it was the chair bouncing around that was cool, knocking yeah. people's bags off it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, looked awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was eggs. You're a gamer, Zach. Are you still alive? <laughs> I haven't heard you speak for like an hour. I, I, I have been looking over periodically to make sure he's awake. <laughs> well, it said I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was worried. You, you better put, talk about what you've been playing. Unless you want to talk about your Star Trek convention. <laughs> yes, I attended a Star Trek convention and there was a um a talk with the entire TNG crew minus William minus 
number one for some reason because he decided not to set up. Narrated by William Shatner, who was hilarious and didn't really know what he's doing and was like bumbling around and asking questions, the, trying to get questions from the audience. But of course, he couldn't hear. He couldn't. I mean, what, what are they, they couldn't say? hear properly. But then, like, it, they, they gave the microphone to a little boy, and the boy said, and he's then Shatner said, "What's your name?" And he said, "Tom." And it, this totally confused Shatner. He's like, "Toby, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> what's your name?" It's like it's Tom, you idiot. And then the whole crew of T and G going, "It's his name's Tom." <laughs> <laughs> oh, ludicrous and then he got stuck for like 15 minutes arguing like somebody asked that apparently there was rumors that people on the tng set used to play practical jokes on each other which they all denied apparently they never play practical jokes on each other uh but the confusing part was the fact that william shatner didn't seem to understand the concept of a practical joke <laughs> and he spent like 15 <laughs> really? minutes arguing what constituted a practical joke um well, that's kind of funny and and Marie Desertis was having none of it, of course, because she's quite mouthy in East End. So she was, wait, wait, she was good value. She, sorry, she's I, I don't, she's I'm not that familiar. She's Councillor Troy, but she's oh, actually, she? right. she's actually really Cockney. And oh, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, it's really funny. And uh, at, at one point, someone, well, the guy who played Worf, was talking about the last film. What does he being, look like without the makeup? Well, he he looks very different. I think. <laughs> I don't know. He wears glasses and stuff, but he's really boring, really boring, mind-blowingly boring, <laughs> <laughs> which is really weird. Uh, but he was being diplomatic about the last film and saying it was a tough shoot. And Marina said this was like, "Oh well, the, let's let's be frank here. The director was an idiot." <laughs> what was the last film? They oh, did? Nemesis. The one, wasn't it Nemesis? Oh. The one with freaking um, Tom Hardy as the as the clone of Picard or whatever. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, don't. It's not very good. I'm trying to think what the last one I watched was. Probably First Contact, I guess. Well, that one's... The TNG ones. Yeah, that was all right. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, First Contact's fine. Yeah, First Contact's fine. And then they made two bad ones in a row, breaking their good, bad, good, bad um, streak. Yeah. Because, you know, every, every, what is it? Every odd-numbered one is shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then they broke it by making a... I think that's right. I think they made two bad ones in a row. can't remember. Anyway. They made so, a lot of Star Trek films, really, didn't they? Yeah, there's a whole bunch. How many TNG ones are there? It's like four or something. And then there's tons yeah, of Generations, TNG Nemesis, First Contact, and the other shit one you were talking about, I guess. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless Generations is considered a shit one, is it? I think so. Generations is definitely shit. I mean, they killed Captain Kirk by having a bridge fall on him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Generations is just dumb. Really, really dumb. And I don't know. It's kind of a missed opportunity especially considering how good the some of the two-part episodes of tng are with all the borg and everything i guess that's what they tried mm. to do with first contact to kind of make amends for it but generations was like ah oh, we've got to like bridge it and have some of the old guys turn up for no real yeah. good reason and like let's 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 lock kirk away in this weird fantasy world of perfection <laughs> where he just cuts logs all day yeah mr rides horses and cuts logs in the nexus or something oh yeah that's it the nexus yeah <laughs> anyway that film was bad anyway so star trek convention yes i would, uh i guess do everything do anything do once do right there? uh well yeah. they had a bunch of like stalls and they had loads of props and uh they had lots of people in costume that you could get photos mm. with and stuff and and they had and they had some stalls, like they even had a stall for like 
civilization beyond Earth. Not that that has anything to do with Star Trek, but it's like, oh, it's sci-fi. Let's like sell this thing. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of cool. Was it? Uh, a, what kind of store was it? Like, was there anything to see really, or was it just like, oh, pre-order the game, please? Not really. I think you could play it there, but um, oh, cool. uh, it's not. It's not like it. It you know, it's a quite a long-winded strategy game, so you're not gonna get very mm. far. Are you? Uh, it's not. It's not like Elite or something. Well, even though I remember, you know, I remember the one time I went to Comic Con, and that was like it's basically just a giant shop. Um, yeah, that's the thing. That's what it was like. It was like a giant Star Trek shop, um, but with oh, and the other thing was, of course, sorry to interrupt your Comic Con, but uh, right. they had a, a big row at the back, which was you you lined up and they had all of the you know all the actors sitting oh yeah in, in a weird huge sort of long blankety blank style booths almost yeah or, no was it celebrity squares but in a row kind of <laughs> in all in a long row and it was pretty impressive who they managed to get to turn up i suppose um i suppose you make quite a bit of money out of it but uh, i full-on saw mm. like um like uhura was right there you know oh really awesome. and and um most of the tng guys um who else um there weren't many. There were the the TOS, the original series guys. There was just uh, Huru and Shatner, I think. Oh, did um, George Takei didn't turn up then. No, he wasn't there. Oh. Uh, but they oh had. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, and Jer- Jerry Ryan was there. Uh, and oh really? Yeah. Uh, so we were waiting for Cat wanted a, a Shatner's autograph. So we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, so, of course. Yeah. So she went for the Shatner, which was fair enough. He was a bit grumpy um, because she hadn't like she bought a. Um, quite cool print of a like a 60s star trek uh comic front cover mm. uh which sort of had captain kirk on it but it was quite hard to tell but anyway she hadn't thought where it needed to be signed and so he didn't know where to write so he was like where do you want where do you want me to put it she's like oh i haven't thought uh, far ahead uh. yeah exactly so she's just kind of worrying but uh yeah so it was a little bit grumpy but uh worked out put it but on well, kirk's face yeah, exactly. Straight on Kirk's Kirk. Face. Kirk on the Kirk. Right? Well, that's the thing. She also bought a face mask of Kurt and he was <laughs> Kirk, and she was going to get that <laughs> him to sign his own forehead. But they only let you sign one thing uh. in exchange for a token. So you had to hand in. You had to buy a token and then hand it in. Oh it was yeah, it's all very yeah. regimented. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know that system. Yeah, yeah, and he was like the top, top tier in terms of cost for a token for an autograph. Well, that sort of makes sense because you know he's Shatner. Yeah, he's Shatner. So it was cool. It's very cool. But then, um, but then was was Pat Stu like doing autographs? As yeah, well, he was. So? Yeah, sure, surely he must have been pretty high up. This, oh, I'm guessing system. so. Yeah, he was towards the right, so he must have been one of the more. Man, he's, he's he's such a dude. His Twitter's awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was being kind of cool about the uh, the talk and everything, even though Shatner was being mental. Uh, he mm. did quite well. Um, Although everybody did groan, he was like, somebody asked him about it being knighted and stuff, and he was like, well, um, I felt like very humble. I didn't feel like it was worth it. I felt like I, I accepted it on behalf of all these wonderful actors I've worked with. And everyone was like, oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, suck it up. You're a smug, weren't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're the talk. smuggest person. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. So, yes, Star Trek. But, but you know, he, he's a gentleman. He can't say that. I did play some FTL. I can't get that Mantis shit to work. Well, I think I've managed to... I've started on it, and I'm, like... I I, I think I've, I'm having a better run this time where I've saved. The previous times, like, the random number generator was totally screwing me on the, on the mm. teleport plan. 
because you start without freaking you start without the sensors which is really annoying um and uh, it takes ages to because you basically i mean tell me how to do it zach because it takes ages is, to is like there a, kill the crew is there even a sensor room or there is a sensor fire? room okay no every ship starts with the sensor room except this one apparently well maybe not everyone <laughs> i don't actually remember whether they all do but okay so that's really you can buy it in a shop though um if you don't have it so yeah um, but I, I didn't know, I, I was having trouble trying to decide what to spend money on straight away for this tactic. Because I went for the doors first as usual. I think that's probably yep, worth it. Especially, especially when you haven't got the sensors. So it's really hard to see where, if there's a fire in an empty room, you can, the only way you can tell is by listening for it, isn't there? I don't think there's any other way to tell the ships on fire. If you oh, well, there's an sensors. indicator, isn't there? Like, well, there is on the systems if, if they're on fire. System system room, yeah. yeah, but if it's not, if it's just a normal room, it can just be on if fire. If you don't use the fire, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I guess. But, <laughs> but it does occasionally yeah. damage hull, doesn't it? And it, it can does. spread, can't it? If you, um, I guess, yeah. Anyway. You know, it's slowed by the doors, that's why you'd have the doors. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I went to the doors. If you fire, it takes a long time to spread. But I wasn't sure what to, I'm not sure. I'm trying to. I mean, it takes ages basically because it because I I send two mantis over and they they're not good enough to kill the whole crew before I need to teleport them back. Yeah. So you need two runs, which exposes you to quite a lot of like missile damage for like ages. Um, so I didn't know what to put money into, whether to upgrade the teleporter or or the or the. You also need to upgrade the. Um, the freaking med bay, which I haven't ever upgraded on any of my previous rounds because I didn't care about it. But suddenly it's really important to like have them back to full strength quickly so you can get them back over there. Um, well, not not necessarily. It's like in for the first and second level of the teleporter, you can probably still have the level one med bay because by the time the teleporter is ready to go again, then that's how long they take to heal up, more or less. Yeah. So I guess you need step two on the um, on the teleport quickly but yeah, the you, thing is you basically need level two teleporter because level one teleporter is almost completely useless because you'll suffocate the, the, the amount yeah. the amount of time it takes for the teleporter to become available to teleport them back they might actually die from combat die. damage before yeah. that so you yeah. basically always need level two teleporters because i was I, I was like kiting them around the ship you know when they were about to die waiting well, yeah, for my freaking teleporter to yeah. reach out it's the only way you can cope with that really so yeah, it's doing that and not so having level much two luck. teleporters is the important one. Yeah, and then, level two teleporters, and then because I, I wasn't sure because it, it drone, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, if I could, if I could get to buy that, but I have to buy the sensors, and and like I'm running out of money basically you don't at the really start. Need to buy the sensors. I don't know. Um, and what was the other thing? Um, because you don't have much crew on your ship to go around, like, um fixing things you know obviously you recruit as many people as you can well, you don't um, need if you're if you're only if you're going for teleporters as your main plan then you don't need like anyone in guns for a start obviously <laughs> yeah but that's the thing it's like you have like almost nothing and like the first gun upgrade costs extra money on the vantage ship as well yeah. so i left that on zero because i thought on one or whatever you start with because i thought well I'm, I'm going for the teleport plan but actually like i don't know with one power in guns, you can like. I, I one managed power to find in guns. Out. All you need to do is get a bomb launcher. <laughs> no, that's what I was doing. Be, you need to you disable s- the enemy medbay. That's the only important thing. 
Well, that's just it. So I've managed this run. I managed to find an ion bomb launcher, which is really good. So I can actually bomb the room that my guys are in without hurting them. So I can actually bomb the med bay and not worry that I'm going to blow my own guys up. Um, so that seems to be working a bit better. But anyway, I was having real trouble with it. So uh, anyway, and this is on easy still <laughs> on this one. Uh, I got quite a few times I lost crew to random events and then I managed to let my guy suffocate or something. It's like, ugh, lame. Yeah, I think I'd find that whole style of play a bit frustrating. It's one of the ones that might cross my buttons. Cross my buttons. Cross, <laughs> cross my boundaries. Of yeah, because apparently the, I was looking and the, the, the B layout of the Mantis ship, you get like four, a four-man four teleport room. Yeah. So you can like totally swamp them. Which anyway. is ridiculous. But that yeah. does, I think the, the B layout, you start with even less crew. Right, like I think you're in the B layout. You only start with two, so in that layout, pretty much the first thing you have to buy is the is the piloting upgrade, so you can have autopilot, so you can send your entire crew to the enemy ship and just have your ship like fifty percent dodge, but (laughs) hope that it stay alive while you're busy fighting. Hmm. Right. Okay. Anyway, that's that. What you've been playing, Zach? Had a be awesome if they had a mode where you where you could just abandon your ship and like steal it. But none of the enemy ships are nearly as powerful as the ships that you have. It's going to be awesome, though. It'd be, a, it'd be a cool tactic. It's like, well, that ship's better than my one right now. Let's have it. Let's have it. Yeah, as Dan said, what else have you been playing? What, what else have you been playing? Have you been playing? Any at all? Yeah, what done? else, apart from none, have what, you been playing? Exactly. <laughs> well, I played, like, quite a lot more theatre of them because I'm still fucking unlocking stuff in it. It takes goddamn forever to get. Hmm. There's a whole ton of... It's mainly just the characters because there's a goddamn million of them and you have to get the different coloured crystal shells to unlock them. Yeah, you're telling me that there's about the sort of... Ran- it's still that random drop system, kind of, isn't it? Well, sort of, but the, the thing is, it's like you're, the way you get the crystal shells is by going through the quest maps and so like every time you complete a quest map, it spawns a new one. So you just generate new ones, but then if you don't get the right colours, you're you're just boned. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I have to, I, I'll just have to play this map and not actually have any reason to play this map because I don't care about the rewards I'm getting off these bosses. It's just to spawn another map that might have the one that I can't. So can't there's, there's no way of just re-rolling it to. No, not about playing through the map. Yeah, that's irritating. And it's like, I well, was... so you know, you, you know what you're going to get before you yeah. reach the end of you it. You can see what the what what the shards are at least, not the other items that drop off bosses hmm. and it's because I, I was originally hoping that there'd be like some conversion mechanism like if you got a ton of colored shells that you'd already completed that you'd be able to convert them into another color at a lower ratio or something that like they sense. Yeah. but i guess that is sort of you know one way to make that more important because otherwise you could just play any old map and <laughs> eventually get there so yeah, I've nearly got all the characters now. I've only, I think I'm only missing like two. And I'm most of the way through getting one of them. And then the other one is Sephiroth, of course. Who you need, who you need black shards for and you don't get black shards much. Mm-hmm. Although I did, re- I, I think maybe you don't get black shards until a certain score, like your overall total score. Because I've never seen a single black shard through the entire game. 
and then I randomly got a black shard off a, uh, off a, as a drop off an enemy. Oh, okay. So that made it made him visible. Hmm. But and then after that, an actual map spawned where one of the bosses drops a black shard. Hmm. So I'm like maybe you don't actually get access to that until you've got a certain amount through the game in general or something. Yeah, maybe. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to. Like, because that that one map that I found that has a black shard, it only gives you one, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's good and because it's a way to get one. You need eight. So yeah, right. I think I've got like three just mm. from random drops, and also there's like an uh, an item that you get that makes it so that when you kill enemies and they drop items, it, that one you're more likely to get shards, mm. but it's still randomly colored, so it's like. I can use. The, I used all of my stash of that item and got some shards, but then because they're random colors, it's like, oh, it's another red shard. I don't need those any longer. <laughs> so you don't actually get shards that you need necessarily. Mm. Although the other way you get shards is when your overall score goes up. Like at it, it's like at every five hundred score in total, you get like a random unlock, which can be either like the different hit noises or like different things to put on your stupid profile card or whatever. Oh, okay. But then occasionally that gives you a shard and that seems to give you a shard only of the kinds you need. Oh, cool. Well, so I'm okay. hoping once I've completed everything apart from Sephiroth, then I'll only get black shards from then on. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, reg- reg- yeah. regardless of doing the quest maps for the random stuff, at least there is one way of always getting... But that's a very slow way, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the amount of time that I've played it compared to how many shards you get out of that. And after you go over 100,000 score, it halves the, halves the occurrence of it as well. Hmm. You only get them every 1,000 points instead of every 500 points. Boop. So yeah, I've been unlocking a whole ton of stuff. It's really, really, what's even surprising is that there's still like other stuff other than the characters unlocking. Because oh. it's like still with that every 500 or 1,000 points, it's still like I haven't got all the hit noises because mm. there's like 49 of those. And I've got like thirty of them or something. It's oh. like there's a fucking this unlock tree goes on forever. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool in a way because it's like it's a way of like mitigating, you know, the there's only going to be a finite amount of content you can put in these like rhythm games, I suppose. You yeah, know, you put all the all the music in, and once you played all the music, what else is there to keep you coming back? But it's uh other than playing them in super difficulty modes and trying to master that, having an unlock tree, I suppose, like. Or you know, some something. It's it's a hook, basically, isn't it? It's to keep you playing it. Like, <laughs> well, there's also like there was the tro- there's the trophy for like leveling everyone up to ninety nine, which is also. I mean, that I've I the, I was I thought I was getting close to that, but then I realised that because I've been continuing to unlock characters, I'm, I'm like still barely halfway through the leveling yeah. around to ninety nine because it just keeps unlocking more. Yeah. And I'm like, well, great, but I mean, there's ways that you can speed up the leveling. Like you can get, you can learn skills that give extra experience points, and there's items that will boost your experience points. What does leveling the characters actually do? Well, it levels up their actual stats, so that changes like how the how the battle in the background goes, basically. So you, if, if you kill more of the enemies, you get more oh, items. Oh, I see. And right, stuff. right. So the higher level your dudes, the more drop potential you have. Yeah, and then obviously their actual skills help you survive the battle as well, mm-hmm. so you can have like heals and stuff, oh, and extra damage. So, and all of that just happens automatically outside of what you're doing with the with the actual rhythm game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're it's like you're only doing damage to the enemy when you're succeeding, and they do damage to you when you fail, so that's... Right. <laughs> so if you never miss any items, you don't need to worry about 
a little bit, a little bit like Gitaru Man's sort of attack defense mechanic. Then in a way, or... yeah. But then, so you can level them all up to ninety nine, and then once they get to ninety nine, you can reset them and then basically level them up again. But the thing is that like. They the, go into star mode. Well, yeah, basically, it is a star. But then they have their four skills, and like the different skills you can assign is limited by like some points, mm. basically, you know, skill points or whatever. Mm. They're called CP, and I don't remember what C stands for. Capacity <laughs> points, yeah, something. But then when you when you reset them and go comprehension from, points, probably <laughs> when you reset them and you start over from level one again and level them up you get like 10 extra CP from the start because they max out at 50 through, through going from 1 to 99. Crystal points? Could be. From 13? Oh, well, it's, there's a lot of things that are crystal in this game, various crystals and shards. Yeah. So like normally by the time you've reached about level 50 and leveling up a character, they've got all 50 of the points that they're going to get through that leveling set. So then when you reset and you go again and you start at 10, then your maximum is like 60. So you can keep doing it over and over. Supposedly the maximum on that is 99, so you'd have to level them up oh, another man. five times. Jeez. <laughs> so there's a lot of shit to do. I haven't decided... I think I, I think I accidentally made an awesome team on my first attempt when I was like, let's just pick some random characters who I think probably fill different roles that might work together. <laughs> so you've got, like, Eris as the healer. Yeah, of course. And then you've got Cypher, who's just good for damage. Mm. And... Uh, the dude from Crystal Chronicles, who actually has a name, but it's just like, because well, in that game, it's like generic guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, and it, you know, that game always, always encouraged you to name your Yeah, it's, it's all customization. Yeah. So it's just like, dude from Crystal Chronicles, he's like, he's got quite a lot of healing as well, but he's got like some stat buffs. And then Titus, who is, for some reason, just coincidentally, I just picked him, but it's like Titus is apparently like the field stage specialist because he has all the skills for like making you move faster and chocobos and stuff (laughs) and extra luck from finding crap. So it's like, I conveniently built this team and it seems like it's quite a good one compared to all the other random teams that I tried. I did make, I've just been making teams where it's like, like, the trouble is I mainly make teams out of the games that I recognise so I don't have anyone from like one to five (laughs) I don't know who the fuck these guys are (laughs) but then like I made gun team for all the gun guys yeah (laughs) that was like Barrett and Laguna Laguna, yeah and then (laughs) and then uh, Yuna from ten uh Ten two, when she's using yeah, her dual pistols, which is cool. And then some guy from twelve who uses the gun, apparently. <laughs> do, you, do you not have Saz? No, he's got guns. I haven't. I don't think he's in. What? No, disappointing. Sad, no Saz cats, Roy. You, all you get from thirteen is is lightning and uh, vanille and snow yeah. and hope. <laughs> so I guess that comes the main ones. They put hope in instead of fucking sass. Yep. Goddamn hope. Ugh. It's really in dumb how, like, because of there being like 32 and 10 do, it's just like you get the same character again, just with a different costume. Oh, <laughs> like, here's Lightning again. Well, so they didn't even think to put, like, Saz from either of those. <laughs> no, because from 32 you get Lightning. Well, I suppose Saz isn't really in 132. He's, no. he's a support role. You get first. Lightning, and then from Lightning, there's like, or is she from Lightning Returns? She might actually think about it. Mm. The other Lightning. And then you get like Noel or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Noel Christ. <laughs> so yeah, no Saz. It's real disappointing. Uh, 
the best name of all of Final Fantasy. And none of the other Final Fantasy VII characters that I was thinking about either. They didn't go anything beyond Barrett, Tifa, Cloud, and Eris. Yeah. So not even Sid. No Biggs and Wedge. <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah. If they started putting in random minor characters. That would be awesome. <laughs> Yuffie is DLC. <laughs> but who the fuck wants Wait, Yuffie? <laughs> Wait, Biggs and Wedge are in Final Fantasy? Yeah, of course they are. It's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's one of their running themes, isn't it? Well, like, one of their running reused names. That yeah, they kept sneaking in like Sid. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Vanille's pretty good as a dumb name. Vanille, she's not yeah. a very good character, <laughs> as it turns out. But she was so useful in thirteen as a as your healer, though. Yeah, she only has like average healing in in yeah. this game, and like she's like average healing and average field stage skills but not actually anything particularly useful hmm. so I was like oh well luckily she's in one way late late game poop teams <laughs> bring out the van full of needles <laughs> but it was I think that it was just that first team that I made had a really convenient set of skills where like they have two of them have like big damage that triggers when a boss comes out hmm. and then Eris has like a skill that triggers when a boss comes out that dramatically reduces it to its defense and attack. <laughs> so basically, on with that team, as soon as a boss comes out, it just goes lowers defense, kill, and hits it with two big hits, and that basically outright kills a boss almost every time. <laughs> it's like you don't actually have to do any other hits apart from those. Yeah, that's done. Moving on. It's convenient. Drop, drop, drop. Although, what is annoying about that is like, as you when you kill more enemies, it cycles another one in, and I think there's about it's either five or six that it loops through. So you can have the same boss come in more than once if you get far enough through the check. Okay, sure. But the trouble with that is, like, regardless of what your luck or whatever is for drops coming off of the enemies, you can only get a maximum of six drops off enemies in total, even if you kill more than that. Oh, which there's actually a limit to statting up as... Well, it's not like... It's like how many items... I think it's... It seems like it's pure laziness because it's like six items is exactly how many you can fit in the size of the screen on the item drop window at the end of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't be bothered to put a scroller in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of sucks. And it's like you only always ever get free items off the field stages because it's like as you're walking along, you encounter removal along the way and that gives you an item. And it's like there's always one in the first segment before the chocolate section, there's always one after the chocolate section, and then you get one at the end. Hmm. I say always, but that's dependent on your luck, of course. Hmm. <laughs> but if you've got high enough luck... But that's where always. they could appear, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that kind of sucks. It kind of limits how fast... Because it's like with that Uber Elite team, you can get to like, I've killed 10 enemies in this fight, loop the entire chain twice through, <laughs> but I've only got six items. Disappointing. Hmm. Ooh, are they trying? Do you reckon it's purposefully trying to gate your progress? Or maybe the other trouble is that you just get a whole bunch of items that you're never probably going to use. <laughs> you get a million tons of like shit, like potions and crap. It's like I'm. Yeah, well, I mean, are they probably you I... can actively use mid stage then. Or... Well, it's kind of weird because like if you have a potion equipped in your item slot when you're in a fight, it like automatically triggers when your health gets to a certain point, right? So obviously that's not very useful if you're doing good. Or if your heal is effective, I guess. Yeah, or if, you, or if you have heal skills. But then you can also, if you're doing one of the maps, you can use those outside battle to just heal up, mm. which is probably helpful for the harder ones. Sure. But yeah, you get a huge pile of potions. And then there's like, 
the trouble is you only have that one item slot for during battle. Mm. So you can't... Oh, I see. So it, and it's... Presumably it can't use more, more than, than one, one instance yeah. of that item. So it's just like, what, what are you going to put in there apart from a potion or a phoenix down? To yeah. Just in case if you screw up and you don't want to get kicked out of the level. Yeah, surely a phoenix is the... You're not going to use any of these like 15% item buffs mm. where it's just like, oh, it gives you 15% more strength. Although you can use those on, from the map in the quest mode. So. I see, right. But even then, it's just like, that doesn't seem worthwhile even bothering to navigate through the menu for because <laughs> it doesn't matter it's just yeah. like however once you've got to the once point you where you can kill more than six enemies you're good yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting that in a rhythm game we've not talked anything about the rhythm game <laughs> there's not anything to talk about you hit <laughs> yeah. the things you hit the things and stuff happens I've been like... having problems lately with it detecting some of the slides but I can't tell whether that's just me doing it wrong because you have to actually like Keep your cursor, keep your stylus on the screen for the whole slide. You can't like flick it off. Oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah. You have to do a, quite a dramatic motion, which becomes very difficult when it's a fast, like the higher, harder level songs, mm, okay. where you're trying to do multiple slashes in a row. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And I also have a. I don't know if it's just like some something that I can't manage, or whether it's like a really subtle UI thing that they maybe could have improved. But there's a lot of times where I'll. As I'm seeing an arrow coming along, I don't see the pointing part. I just see whether it's horizontal, vertical, or diagonal. So I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah, okay. Where it's like I'm going left into the right. Mm. <laughs> not sure whether that's just me not seeing it or whether they could have improved the the graphic for it a bit. I mean, it, it is a white arrow on a yellow background, which isn't exactly <laughs> great on contrast. I guess <laughs> that's pretty awful. <laughs> it's making me wonder, like, if they'll ever consider going back to Uenden as a DS game because mm. that was cool probably the other problem with it is it might be fucking up my screen because <laughs> yeah, well, you're bashing it <laughs> well because I'm poking it so that <laughs> might be crazy and the trouble is it's like I want to sometimes at the start of a song I'll be like okay I'm going to try and push over here on the other part of the screen that I never pushed but the trouble is that that just doesn't work because your hand naturally like the way you are holding the 3DS and you're resting your hand on the side where the buttons are and you're holding the stylus on the screen, you're always pushing in the same place because right, <laughs> that's yeah. just the natural position of your hand. Yeah, You can't force yourself to hit another part of the screen to try and even it out. Well, especially if you're also tapping, the, it depends where you're tapping in a way to you know, be the most visible, I guess, because if you're presumably oh no because you watch the top screen yeah. on this it doesn't matter where yeah, you're it doesn't matter where you're pushing apart actually, from sliding up and down for yes, the field stage thing. sure it's not like you end in where you're not actually, you're actually tapping targets no but you know there's still a limit to even how far away from the centre of the screen you can go because you're still having to slide in all directions right. so you don't want to butt up against the edge of the screen hmm. So yeah, might be fucking up my screen. Maybe that it's like you maybe get totally fucked by this by a new DS. Yeah, there you go. Bad <laughs> excuse then. There's any idea when those are coming out? No, oh. I don't, haven't heard anything. Because hmm. it's not it's not worth me getting one now, is it? Like until well, not on. Yeah, it never not was, no, I mean, there never really was, but you know, it's, it's like <laughs> there's plenty of reason to get a new DS. <laughs> I've got a huge pile of games that you could actually borrow at this point. This is true. <laughs> this is true. And several of them have more than one save file, even. What? Next gen. Yep. <laughs> There's an achievement in Guacamelee called Next Gen for using Save Slot 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
That's not even even a portable game. That would would make sense. No, the reason why they've called it that is because I had to look this up, actually, because I got intrigued. uh, This is about what I've been playing, I suppose. (laughs) But, like... I got intrigued about what makes the, the Super Turbo Championship Edition of Guacamelee the Super Turbo Championship Edition. Because like, I've been playing it through and there's not been anything really obvious. There's no obvious, like, oh, go play the DLC option or right. go do this. And I was like, well, so what is different in this version? And, um, yeah, apparently save slots were the addition. Like, <laughs> there was only one before. Okay. And so in the... Um, <laughs> Yeah, in this version they added slots, so they've made a stupid big deal out of it and attached an achievement to save slot two. Speaking of dumb achievements that you get for doing something that was added to a game, I got like in my Steam list. I was like looking at my activity feed. It's like, oh, so they got the achievement for watching Tried in the Enhanced Edition because <laughs> I played that for a minute. Oh right, or a little while, I guess. And as with what happened when I played Skyrim again last time when I modded the shit out of it. Yeah. I don't remember what I tried originally looked like, so, so I'm like, well, this looks like trying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognise how different it is. It's just a slightly sharper trying. Because it's like it's got all the fancy lighting or whatever, but I don't remember what it looked like originally, so I don't actually recognise this as being just, a, a particularly fancy. So is that trying one? Yeah. Okay. But they made it to look like trying to. Well, they or? didn't really make it to look like trying to. I think it's mainly just lighting effects, right? Like they upgraded it with the trying to lighting engine or whatever. I and it's really hard to tell because also I don't remember much about playing trying one. But I think maybe they added some like some actual changes to parts of certain bits of level, oh, right. like for I. I think they've added a whole bunch of extra crates that are specifically designed to be used by the wizard as a weapon. Oh, interesting. Because they're like extra heavy and they're not wood, so you can't, you know, do the usual thing like swinging off them with the yeah. feet or whatever. I think they're only there to be like useful for if you've only got the wizard and you need to fight something. Yeah, because you were basically boned if you, in that situation normally. Yeah. But that, so I, I can't really remember if those were there before, but they, I don't recognise the style of crate they are either, like the actual physical model of it. I, yeah, I can't remember enough about when I played it to, to know. Yeah, I played some of that and didn't get any more achievements apart from that one for launching it, so I didn't, <laughs> didn't 100% find all the achie- uh, experience in any of the levels again as I was going through. I've got yeah, no real desire to go back to that game. It's like to, oh, oh, I mean, I'm happy enough to go through trying to <laughs> at some point, and, yeah, and at some point, yeah. That'd be, I'm sure that'll be fine, but I, I don't really want to go through trying one again. Like, I'd quite happily play trying two. But you don't even remember what trying one was like. <laughs> I guess but I, I remember feeling sort of like eh, it's kind of okay, yeah. about the whole thing. And that's not enough. I don't hold it in any reverence. No, but, I guess other than it being quite pretty, yeah. But, now it's more pretty in theory yeah <laughs> more pretty and there also was like a boss that I couldn't work out what the fuck I was meant to do I don't know what I don't, don't remember there were bosses yeah I, that was another thing that I didn't, I didn't remember it was just like oh yeah there were bosses yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just remembering well it's just like this goddamn troll thing that comes out and you're meant to hit it in the back obviously yeah. I mean that's fine but I couldn't work out how you were meant to get over it easily I mean, I suppose you could find Cundra a crate and jump on it. But that didn't seem like... A, it was coming at me too quickly to be able to do anything. So I was just like, there must be an easier way to avoid this thing and get behind it and then stab it. Cundra's a great word. <laughs> didn't it just sound awesome? I don't know. It's something about Cundra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Better than just sort of... 
I don't know, apparate. <laughs> That's a pretty good word as well. But it's not as cool as conjure. <laughs> I don't know, you can say it in that voice. It's amazing. Conjure. Okay. <laughs> well, what else would you have? Just like make appear. <laughs> yep. It's pretty much what that means. Well, magic it. Yep, magic it good. <laughs> Instantiate. <laughs> well, I guess, but that's a shit word. Someone, I can't <laughs> remember what it was that I was watching or listening to the other day, but someone said imbibe, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Consume. Imbibe is mostly imbibe. useful for uh, drinking games where you're not allowed yeah. to drink. <laughs> Imbibe's an awesome word. It must have been something, it must have been some game thing where they were having a potion. I need to conjure a potion to imbibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess I played a small amount more of Planetary Annihilation, and like a couple of games, just to just to cement your thoughts. Yeah, just, just to finish yep. experimenting a few things that I wanted to experiment with. Because I I decided deliberately to not use any of the super weapons one round, and then try and do that planetary invasion plan that I'd come up with. Well, it was like I thought it was probably the only way to make a significant impact on invading an occupied planet, and it's like it kind of worked because I was like I had my I had my giant space fleet building on like a gas giant, and I don't know if it's just something that still doesn't actually work right, but the AI never sent any units to that planet because like they kept trying to send stuff into orbit of the other planets that I'd already occupied, mm. but nothing ever went to the gas giant, so right. I just built my giant fleet there casually while I was waiting and then flew them all at the, <laughs> at the enemy planet so that was the distraction force and I'm not sure whether I whether I, I slipped and did it like this correctly or whether it just happened by accident but when I sent them over and sent them to patrol the planet it, they only patrolled half the planet which is actually what I was thinking I should have done but I don't think I, that was what I tried to do because <laughs> yeah, right. if you what you want them to do is patrol like the half of the planet that the enemy's base isn't at, because then there's no defense turrets to shoot at them. <laughs> right, right. And then you just need them there as a shield for your construction units to come in and build the orbital defense platforms and everything. Hmm. So that actually worked really well. Like the whole, like sending the giant fleet over and then the enemy space fleet got killed and then my construction units came in and I built all the orbital platforms and then I built a teleporter and then I started shoving units through. But then what happened after that was like something that I... I think should be a bug, but might actually be a, an annoying game decision, which is like, once I had the teleporter on the planet and was starting to ship units out of it, the enemy launched a nuke at the teleporter, and I thought, well, that's like, maybe overkill, but fine, I guess, if you've got a nuke hanging around, <laughs> that makes sense. But then, like, when the nuke went off, it hit everything in space above it, so it destroyed all my orbital platforms as well. Huh. And I was like, that's a bit overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> for a nuke. I mean, it, maybe if it's a small planet, that would sort of make sense. Like, the explosion would go up high enough. I don't yeah. know. But I d highly doubt it's actually dependent on how big the planet is. <laughs> so yeah, that plan works in theory, but then you get nuked. <laughs> I probably could have just, like... It took a, quite a long time for them to actually launch the nuke, so I probably could have, like, set a construction nuke for and built an anti-nuke platform or something. <laughs> That's a lot to go through, though. Yeah, it's a whole lot of effort. But then again, that's you know that's why there's the super weapons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're only meant to fight on the super weapon planets. Yeah. So then, and then that was the other bug that happened as well, where I was trying to build the Death Star, 
and for some reason one of the points where you have to build the control arm got disabled somehow like the icon that you're meant to attach the thing to didn't appear hmm. so i was like i had four out of five but i couldn't build the last one so i was like well shit that's totally boned then i suppose the, the other i guess this is news yeah. hey welcome to the news section yeah um is the weird sort of kickstarter that uber have started yep like to make another, to make another, another strategy game and it's like when no one's really sure that planetary annihilation is finished it's like what what can't you finish this one first <laughs> can't you use these ideas that you've apparently come up with for the new one to put into this one somehow to make this one actually okay Better. <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know it's like i used to hold well, we both used to hold Uber in quite high esteem after, well, after Monday Night Combat. Yeah, but it was like, a very short period of time. Yeah. It was like after Monday Night Combat, before Super Monday Night Combat. And it just hasn't gone well from then on, really. Oh, well, yeah. I can sort of <laughs> see what they're trying to do with Super MNC. Like, you know, I, and I'm still interested on someone doing a MOBA with shooting mechanics and someone getting it. Well, they're know, trying again, right. aren't they? Yeah. So there's a couple that are coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Battleborn, Battleborn is probably the one that's highest profile right now um but yeah since then they haven't been doing a lot of good really <laughs> no. and it's like and this this next this last move i don't think that's particularly endearing themselves with no not at all anyone who knows who they are and anyone who played to- planetary annihilation where it's just like you're just because especially because of the way that they kind of shitted it out at 1.0 where it's just like it clearly wasn't finished, really, mm-hmm. and there was stuff that they should have put in that they haven't, and they still haven't managed to put in offline mode, which oh, is yeah. the thing that everyone's bitching about. It's like I find I, I you, you were telling me the other day about when they, they like they added Steam achievement support and stuff like that to it. Yeah, it like, moments then, before this new announcement, yeah. <laughs> like they had two announcements in a row that pissed everyone off. And then you were also saying like, yeah, the comments were just. But that's the thing. I kind of feel. I don't feel so bad. I feel bad for them for the reaction they got when they just said, oh, hey, we've added Steam achievements because presumably that's something they kind of, you know, it's one of the things they always wanted to do and they probably had a couple of guys just doing that as opposed, or one guy doing it while the rest of the team yeah. is still on the game. And then for everyone to go, yeah, great, fix the game. Like, uh, as a, well, that's what everyone that. does. I know, but I, it's kind of, I, I get irritated by that because that's not like, I understand that the people need to understand sometimes like the situation that these devs are in. Like, you know, not everyone is working on the one thing that needs fixing maybe at all times. It's like they'll be <laughs> working on something out. Like one guy will be doing the steam achievements. Well, a I couple of guys might be fixing whatever the hell the community is complaining about. Well, I think from, from this slightly more major type of game with a slightly more well-known studio, I guess, I think they maybe should have just held it, like put it all in one patch had the Steam, if they, if there was any, like, if they, because they'd already seen that people had been pissed off that online mode wasn't there for, like, the launch edition. I guess. And then they'd said about, yeah, we're going to make offline mode. So obviously any other patches they were going to do after that point, people were going to bitch about it. So what you're saying is, is they should have looked at what happened at SimCity <laughs> and been all like, anything that wasn't the offline mode. It's just going to piss people off. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Because it's like it's different for like when I look at the posts and the comments about like Space Engineers updates because they do a weekly schedule, so there's always going to be an update every week, and they've stuck to that incredibly well so far. But 
you know, every one of those is not going to be something someone doesn't like because there's just there's no way they could get all the things that people want in in Wait, one week. What do you even mean by offline mode? Is that like for LAN games, or do you mean like like you, you have to be you need to be on to a server? Yeah. Oh, what, even when you're playing the AI. Well, it's like unlike SimCity. Apparently, in this game, the AI is run on the server side. No, oh, really? Huh? Like clouding even that? Yeah. Hmm. Which can make it really bad if there's if it's like laggy because yeah. then the, basically the game runs in slow motion. Okay, sure. Because it takes longer for that's, that's to calculate all the maneuvers. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, so you know they have this online system, but not an offline system. That's really fascinating. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, but it also means you can't save, which kind of sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose they were they were always gunning for like it, it being a sort of competitive. Yeah, they weren't even really thinking about single player. No. So that's probably another reason why they didn't have offline. Yeah. I, I I guess that makes sense for the direction they were going for. Kind of, but it didn't stop everyone being pissed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever does. No. <laughs> you have to put all this stuff in one big vat. Don't try and. Don't just because it's easy to do and put it out doesn't mean you should do it if you think like, people you are going should, to be annoyed. You mean you should just like I don't know face the uh, a few months of people going is it done yet is it done yet and I hope they leave so when you release your patch no one cares. <laughs> well, that seems to be the starbound technique. <laughs> <laughs> so like we're going to stop making patches now for like a year and then eventually when a new patch comes out it will maybe be done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Apparently. <laughs> advice Zach's developer advice corner <laughs> don't do shit until you do it all at once yeah. like don't don't have lots of little dumps unless you can do just, it. just have one big crapper <laughs> unless you can do it like space engineers where you're at least putting something new in every time and keeping up a very regular schedule don't don't drizzle that you <laughs> dollop it on <laughs> That's the loveliest analogy we've ever made. The loveliest analogy you've ever made. <laughs> and even then, that's probably not true. <laughs> In fact, you've made hella worse analogies. Yeah, I'm sure I have. So anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of patches, I guess that the next patch in the Eve six-week cycle happened and seems to seems to have gotten better than usual, I guess. What, what does it do? Not really anything particularly interesting. News! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I care about, that's for sure. Or apart from... Well, I mean, there was some, you know, patch fixes for the industry shit, and that was more or less all that I cared about, I guess. And, like, some new options for, like... Uh, I can't remember what it was. It's, like, some kind of... Oh, they want to change the way you get notifications to, like make it so they aren't all over the place any longer. Because it's not like, well, if you're getting notifications about stuff, sometimes it's an Eve mail, and sometimes it's a sub window in the Eve mail where there's the notifications window. Oh, weird. <laughs> and then sometimes it's just like a pop-up, like an actual on-screen okay. box or whatever. Yeah. So apparently they're trying to get rid of that and all consolidate it into just like one notification list that you can pop up and scroll through and see all your recent notifications well, uh, <laughs> it's probably a good idea that's that's what ios and windows phone had to do <laughs> yep notification center bitches yeah i don't really remember anything else about that patch that was interesting which means it probably i think they did they did like some art passes for stuff in wormhole space 
Oh, and that yeah, I do remember one thing that was interesting. They've started doing the thing that they the thing that they were trying to do for the spaceships, where they were trying to get rid of the idea of tiers, mm. where it's like instead of having just straight up ships got get more powerful, they wanted them to all have specific roles, right? Yeah, inside a class. Apparently, they they're now trying to do that with the modules as well, because it used to be you get like the basic module, and then you get the named modules, but then like. You didn't even care about those because you only wanted the top one of the main modules because that just gave you the best bonus. Sure. So there was like three or four modules in the middle there that had absolutely no reason to exist, basically. Because nobody wanted them. Yeah. So they're trying to get rid of that idea as well by making it so that now a lot of the modules are going to have basically the same primary bonus, but then like a secondary bonus that changes with the named set. So you can have like four different modules that have effectively the same primary bonus, but then like a different secondary thing. Mm. So, like, one of them will be, like, easier on the fitting, so it will use, like, less of your CPU or whatever, and then one of them will be slightly better on, like, actual output, but, like, more fitting or whatever. So they're trying to make the actual set of modules more interesting and varied. Mm. But they've only done, like, a tiny segment. They've done, like, five of the different modules so far out of the hundreds. Kind of makes sense. It's one of those weird sort of, like... Um, things about Eve and, well, I guess, video games in general, but doesn't really have a real-world parallel, does it? It's like, in the real world, yeah, sure, there are things that if you're, like, a a professional and you want the very best, you would have a specific product, I guess. Yeah. But but there's always a place for having the cheaper, less good products because of people that can't necessarily afford the super high quality stuff I guess well it's because in the real world stuff does just does just doesn't randomly drop all the time yeah <laughs> but it's like you're not when you do work you don't just get given a random selection of items as payment <laughs> man that would be so cool <laughs> that oh. would be kind of convenient that's the feature so like oh I've actually got a new PC it's actually an upgrade because it just randomly dropped out of my work loop <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean that would be odd? That would be the most inconvenient thing ever. I've got to find out what the fuck to do with all these bananas. Well, I've yeah. got like a truck full of bananas. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it like in games where like you can sell the loot, right? But if oh, you yeah, don't exactly. want that's, it. But then, that's but then the you end up... doesn't work as much. You no, get better. Like, you have to create a giant like eBay network system yeah. that would be like super hardcore. For but in games, transporting all these extra there would have around. to be like an underground network of conveyor belts. So you could just drop your bananas in, and they would yeah. be taken to someone who wants a banana. <laughs> just have an instant sell all the stuff you don't want button or whatever. Yeah, for, no one for would the buy everything. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's well, maybe they would. Maybe this, but you know, people the, who can sell it. Del Monte might want to buy all the bananas that dropped or whatever, so they no, can sell it to people who really wanted them. And, but that's where know, that system also doesn't work in the real world because then it's like. The products actually come from somewhere in the real world. They aren't just spontaneously generated like they are in games. Like you can't just get bananas. They actually have to be grown somewhere at some point. Because the thing is, in games, usually if you if something drops that is really good, it's usually like something that. Well, it's much, it's it's often easier to get something from drops than it is to like save up and buy it, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're going for like elite gear, I guess. Yeah. So you could save up for your PC upgrade or whatever, but then it suddenly drops and you're like, yes, awesome. <laughs> oh, now I would do all this money. <laughs> Spend it on something else. Blow it on gambling. Wait, no, you wouldn't have any money because you're not getting money any longer. <laughs> you're getting drops. I guess, oh, yeah. I guess you could sell stuff from your drops for money unless it was a trade-only network. But then how would your yeah. place of work, what would your place of work 
gets like, in order to get the drops that it gives you. <laughs> well, that's where it all falls apart. Yeah. But it doesn't work in real life because stuff doesn't come from nothing. That's the whole... <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you're thinking about EVE, where they've got this, their whole basis of their economy is like on player supply and demand, and it actually works. But there's still like a point where stuff comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and all the point. people who are like doing really top jobs and getting paid a lot, they'd all be always... always be over encumbered and they'd be walking around <laughs> crawling <laughs> around the pavement. <laughs> it's like oh too much loot I need to upgrade my carrying power <laughs> but, but yeah. I am not levelling up fast enough for the loot that I'm I need getting. more capacity points yep capacity points I need more CP so yeah that's Eve I guess and I also in that in the vein of those games I also looked into Guild Wars again to do my weekly World versus World five events and get that achievement. Has the season restarted yet? Do I need to log in? No, it's you've got it's the last week of this of this of the lull. I think yeah, I think the actual season two. Not that you're doing the Living World or the World versus World. No, I'm not doing <laughs> you either. You actually don't care at all. But but don't don't you have to log in to get it added to your book? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you have to log in to get the season two set. Yeah, so, yeah. This is still the trending around the world versus world, not doing anything, <laughs> avoiding the, the the trains. I think once I looked at it because it's the start of October meant that the monthlies reset, and I got last month's monthlies right at the end, as I tend to do. Whereas, like, I happen to have got three out of four by the end of the month, so I just have to grind out whatever the last one is. But when I started the October monthlies, and then I was in the world versus world running around with the Zerg or whatever and shooting things. And I think I got like 50% of the monthly World versus World player kills just from that like tiny one-hour session. So that might be a well-easy monthly achievement for the future to mm. remember to do. Because apparently it's not difficult if you're... Well, I guess if you're actually getting into a fight, if you're just doing the stealth backcapping when you're not actually seeing any human players. So <laughs> I guess you would get it that way. Sure. But that's the, that's the thing that I always thought was weird about world versus world kills because it really just it counts as a kill if you do any damage to someone at some point. <laughs> oh, cool. so with like my engineers piercing exploding bullets, I'm doing tons of damage to everyone. <laughs> so Imperial are getting a ton of kills. Yeah, I'm getting, like, quite a lot of kills. It's, it's, so the number of kills must actually great must be miles higher than the number of recorded deaths. Like, well, it only counts. If they actually go down and then get killed, killed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's just because I'm hitting everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm hitting a load of people, so I'm just getting credit get and loot. Get the artillery out from whatever it is that like, cannons are going black. <laughs> yeah. Although the trouble with what kind of sucks about that is because the loot. Because when you're getting loot in World vs. World, it still spawns as an item. Yeah. But it spawns, it spawns on you. A, and as one of those little bags. As a, as a little yeah. bag, yeah. But the trouble with that is that because I'm shooting a bunch of people and then at some point they're dying, I never notice that I've got loot because oh, I'm yeah. running around. Yeah, so I'm always leaving like the loot bags behind as I'm strafing around the enemies or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm just having to sort of play constantly hitting F. So yeah. it's like, I'm probably getting loot, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they perhaps should have just made it so it just... Yeah, it should just go into your inventory. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah, reason why, for it to do drop, that. Why drop it at your feet? I guess it's in case you become encumbered and you have to need to get rid of stuff. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I guess they'd have. But it could just like drop at your feet when you're encumbered. 
Maybe, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have any more space. But then who wants to deal with that shit in the middle of a fight? Well, you don't. That's the point. Yeah, like, if you let then, yourself become uncovered, then that's what you're sacrificing. Yeah. I guess that's the point of that mode, isn't it, really? <laughs> Not that you actually get any good loot from killing players. I mean, you get... You tend to get those loot bags, so that does give you, like, the rare crafting materials, yeah. I guess, but not particularly fast. <laughs> and then some shitty, you know, armor and stuff that you're never going to actually use because you'll inevitably be higher spec than that. It's only greens at best that I've seen. I mean, I'm sure you probably can get yellows or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're proper rare anyway, aren't they? Just random yellow drops. Yeah, unless your magic finds high enough. Like I, ha- I do tend to get random yellows off NPC stuff now, with fairly decent frequency. But my magic finder is at like eighty, <laughs> which is quite high. I'm sure yours isn't like no, mine's thirty or something, maybe yeah. twenty something. I think. But yeah, so that's Guild Wars still trending around, still world versus world. Only one more week of that, and then I can stop caring. <laughs> it's not like our server is going to win or anything. Well, our server's underpopulated, isn't it? Well, our server is among the low-population ones. And, I mean, obviously, the way the World vs. World, like, matching works, they try and match similar-sized servers together. But because this is in the tournament, so you're basically going... It's four weeks, so you're going to fight eight different servers. So, inevitably, some of those are going to be high population because there's not that many low-population servers. So we won the first week, came last on the second week. And I haven't seen what the result of the third week is. It looks like we were second. <laughs> but at least you still get something if you come last. Well, you know, they've got to reward your participation, I suppose. Otherwise, there's a load of wasted time. And then actually, the rewards are, look look like they're probably pretty good, considering the effort I put in. <laughs> Although it is another goddamn thing to fill up my inventory, where it's like you get these World vs. World reward tickets, and it's like, fuck, why is this a physical item? Wait, what do they even do? You trade them in at an NPC to get, you know, rewards. Oh, more of the, more of the, I hate those fucking things. Like, they're, when they're a physical item, at least, there should be something, you know, that we keep saying, like the commendations or whatever it was, that for ages would just be something that would... <laughs> Don't knock the microphone over. Yeah, that's close. Um, that would fill your inventory when it's like, they should really just be like a currency. Or well, something. I mean, they did get rid of some of those. It's like the other thing you get in World vs. World, the badges of honor, they turned those into a wallet currency when they updated the wallet system. Mm. So it got rid of all of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, that does. And I had like a fucking thousand of those. <laughs> so that was like four stags. <laughs> Holy crap. So I'm glad those got rid of But then yeah. it's just like, here's another new goddamn thing that gives you another random ticket. And I'm probably not even going to be able to spend all of them or whatever. Mm. I'm not even sure what I'm going to buy. Because I mean, the things that looked that look good in that list is like, you, you can get like some of the ascended accessories. And I haven't got any ascended stuff. I mean, I could spend some of my goddamn laurels and get extended. Mm. Ascended, uh, you know, extended, ascended, extended, extended stuff. <laughs> but the trouble with that is, I don't really know what I want from the ascended stuff, and I probably would just end up getting like generic. I mean, the, the accessories are like, you know, obviously I'd go for precision power or precision condition damage because yeah. that fits with my engineer build. And then you know, the ascended things have a special enhancement slot called an infusion. But I don't really care enough about those. It's like I probably just get the one that gives you more magic fight. Because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh, I want more stuff. To get more stuff. <laughs> I don't really care about my stats that much. I guess 
stuff for stuff. But then, so yeah, I could get like some of these ascended accessories using my laurels. I could get them using these word versus world tokens. But then, what I was maybe thinking about getting with the word versus world tokens is just like some goddamn obsidian shards, because I could get a whole pile of obsidian shards. I don't have any left, and that's for like legendary crafting that I'm probably never going to do. It's just getting a hold of getting a hold of obsidian shards and stuff is so rare through any other method. This is the only one that I've seen. Where it's like, I can get a huge pile! So yeah, kind of disappointing. I don't, I don't think I've, like, I think I've only ever got like one or two of those. Well, I don't even really know where they come from in general, because it's no. not something you can get through salvage. I mean, like... The, I think I got one really early in the game for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. I just don't know... Because I had like a few. I had like 20 or something in my storage, and I just don't know where the... I think maybe you get them from like the boss chests after the big bosses, potentially. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, it's not like ectoplasm that you can get from salvaging yellows. That's my main source of that. So I was thinking maybe I could just trade this in for a bunch of obsidian shards, but then that kind of feels like a waste when there's when these, when these, these other better things on offer. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably just end up forgetting and have these goddamn things my inventory forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Guild Wars. Continuing to fill up my inventory with crap. <laughs> that's pretty much what that game is. Oh, and I also, also in my, my, I guess like, yearly give them some money maneuver. Yeah, right. <laughs> I put some actual money in and bought some gems and got some shit off the off the Black Lion market. What compared you to do that? <laughs> well there was an offer on like the Black Lion introductory package, which is just like a good selection of junk. You know, like some die packs and some keys and some oh, cool. yeah. boosts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess it's been like another year. You should, you should give <laughs> donate them, some money. Give them your tip. So I got that. I suppose if I was ever going to do that, the person that I'd just like get another bag slot or double bank storage, I suppose. Yeah, bank storage is the one that you want. Yeah. Not bag slots, that's always a waste. Because it's only one character and it's like, one more bag. Oh, is it one one character? No, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Kind of sucks. So yeah, I got the introductory package, got some keys, opened some chests, got some more stuff, you know, that was fine. But then I also decided finally to just say fuck it and buy a full set of infinite harvesting tools. Oh, nice. Because I was just like, I can't be bothered to keep remembering to buy these damn things. Yeah. Although now I've got the alternate problem of remembrance where I have to, because I've only got one set, but I want them all on my characters. So I have, I have now have like three slots in my bank where I just don't deposit them at the end of a session. So regardless of what character I log in, I can just pull them out and put them on okay, that yeah. character. Why did you stop near a bank? Well, yeah, I usually do. I usually yeah. end in a town. Presumably that might, well, that might not be convenient for us, I suppose. Like, Well, I can always just teleport. You can just go back to town, yeah. depending on where we end up. Most yeah. of the time, we're reasonably near well, a le- le- Yeah, unless you're near a really contested waypoint. Yeah. So yeah, I have some infinite... Also, the other reason I decided to say fuck it and buy those infinite harvesting tools is because they finally made basically a full set that all looks the same. Hey. <laughs> and that's clearly important to me <laughs> in some way. <laughs> so now I have flamey harvesting tools. Oh, awesome. That's actually kind of cool. Well, it's actually... It, it, it looks kind of weird because you have... I'm sure you've seen it, seen it around plenty from other people using it, but the, the mining pick is like quite old because the, the two other ones are new. So the mining pick is the one that like makes a lava fountain over the mining deposit that you're, uh, when you're mining it. Yeah, I have seen that. 
And then, but so like you have the axe, and that just like makes a little bit of flame at the bottom of the tree, which kind of doesn't look anywhere near as hardcore as that giant fountain of lava. But I guess it makes sense because you probably wouldn't want to set the fucking tree on fire <laughs> while you're cutting it down. But you're still using fire. But you're still using fire. But then the harvesting sickle is really weird because it has a completely different animation to the normal like bend down and harvest maneuver mm. it, it's like sort of like a golf swing you do like this ridiculous swinging motion over the thing it's a flaming scythe yeah it's like a scythe maneuver but then it's like when you do the swing like a bit of fire comes out and then it turns into a fiery bird and flies away <laughs> it's like why <laughs> and then there was an eagle yeah exactly <laughs> and then there was an eagle that looks really weird. But at least it's all fire, so it looks consistent. That's all that mattered to me. <laughs> we're, we're overrunning. Are we? Significantly. Well, I've still Way over, aren't we? Yeah. So fuck it. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. I'm, I'm getting pretty angry, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I am too. Let <laughs> me just switch back to Gold Wave because I can't, <laughs> I can't time these things. Anyway, never mind. So I, the only, the actual thing that I played that was new this week was I gave up waiting for it to actually come out and play Prison Architect. Because <laughs> that game's already going to take forever to come out. Yeah. And unlike Planet Annihilation, where I was waiting for it to become a full game, I think Prison Architect's probably enough of a game as it is at the moment, probably. But it doesn't really have... But we were talking about it, you're not sure it really has much... Does it have an end, or it's just... Well, no, just don't screw it up for as long as you can. Yeah, that is basically it. It's like it doesn't really have an end. It's more of a sort of a sandboxy thing. Well, it's more if you the sort of progression of it is more of a like a challenge to yourself. It's like right. it's not really laid out by the game. It's like you're trying to because you can choose like what sorts of prisoners you bring in. Mm. So if you bring in like minimum security prisoners, you don't get as much money, but they they barely care. <laughs> they don't really do anything bad. They don't try and smuggle shit or start fights or anything. Well, not very often, anyway, if you're treating them well enough. Mm. So then, like, the challenge of the game is to sort of, you do it for yourself, of, like, bringing in the higher security, higher, higher difficulty prisoners, basically. And so you're challenging yourself to kind of keep them under control and see, run yeah. your prison efficiently enough that it doesn't piss them off or whatever. So they earn you more funding or something for having. Yeah, you? so yeah. the higher securities give you more money mm. so you can hire more guards or whatever I guess to cope with it mm. so that's sort of the challenge but then obviously the main part of the game is actually designing the buildings like the layouts and thinking thinking of the best ways to do that to make things efficient and secure yeah I've actually got a copy of that <laughs> I'm sure yeah but yeah it's, a, it's okay as a game do you think that like the sort of perhaps goals uh, in a sort of theme hospital sort of style could be something they add? Or? Well, I mean, they probably could. The trouble with that is that unlike theme hospital, there's not really, there's only so many different things you can add to a prison. Because in theme hospital, it was just like more diseases. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. More different treatment rooms or, you had to build. Or, or, you know, different layouts of, of the rooms. Yeah, or the layout, the physical limitations of the level, which I yeah. mean, they could do on the map on Prison Architect to some extent, I guess. Mm. Because they already have options for like randomly generating lakes and abandoned buildings and stuff. Okay, right, yeah. So they could theoretically, you know, make the layout constrained in some ways. Probably not as hard as as Theme Hostel, unless they made it. I mean, you could theoretically, I guess, go as far as making a scenario where it like gives you an outer wall layout that you have to build within mm. instead of just giving oh, you I guess, free yeah. terrain. 
But it is, it, yeah, so it is still classed as early access, though, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's still alpha. Yeah. So, yeah, they could do something like that. Candidate for best game that's not actually come out yet? Probably. Oh, well, I mean, out of how many? Oh, you've got Kerbal and Starbound still on that list. <laughs> I guess. But then Kerbal will just win every time, surely. <laughs> yeah, for like three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I mean, Prison Architect is like, it's, it's I guess why fine good about it is that it's like surprisingly solid as a game even at this point it's like everything seems to work pretty well hmm. it's just maybe that maybe it isn't as complicated as it could be and there's certain like i don't know if you there's certain things that are realistic about prison that are like the way prisons work but maybe make things too easy <laughs> Like you just stick metal detectors at the entrance to the cell block and you find 90% of all metal items that they try to smuggle in. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is realistic, but that doesn't exactly make it a challenge. No. There needs to be maybe more options for, like, getting stuff... Because the way the smuggling works at the moment is you can... There's several ways they can get stuff in. They can smuggle it in through stuff that literally comes into your prison, like food deliveries for the kitchen and stuff. Or you can have them; uh, they can have it thrown over the fence. Yeah. And but I mean, the throw over the fence thing can be really easy to solve if you just like have an outer fence, and then that, then have your prison laid out so that the prisoners never have any reason to go into that area. Because then it's really obvious. Because it's like, oh look, there's a prisoner walking into the outer fence layer. Well, he must be going to pick up something illegal, so I'll just search him when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's making a noise. Cat's making a lot of noise. Yeah. So yeah, it's like that kind of smuggling system. I'm going to deal with a cat. <laughs> I mean, they, there's not really much you can do about that. And, but um, I mean, maybe the illegal items could be varied in some other way. Because at the moment, it's like metal is almost always weaponry. And then the things that aren't metal are basically drugs. <laughs> so there's not much you can... There's only like two different options for that. Rob's back from dealing with his cat. Cat is dealt with. Cat is outside. Okay, good. <laughs> We've been running so long, cat was getting impatient to go outside. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so yeah, that's prison architect, I guess. It's, it's okay. It's fairly good. I haven't actually, you know, done everything in it yet, I guess. Also, it has a kind of a... It's sort of tutorial-esque in, like, you get grants that you can toggle and they sort of give you, like goals that lead you through the progression where it's like build a functioning prison and then like expand your prison and then like unlock like different rooms through doing the progression of the research tree or whatever and it's like that's like fine for helping you get through it but it's also kind of limiting when you're starting fresh because it's like you pretty much have to go through that tree although they have kind of mitigated that in a different way where after a certain point, like after you've got a certain number of prisoners and... You can't just jump straight to the big fish, is what you're saying. Well, yeah. They've kind of changed it where, like, you once you get to a certain point, you can also just choose to sell your current, current prison for, like, its value. So you can just, like, basically start a new map with your current prison's value added to your starting cash. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's a way to, like... But you'd still have to go through the research tree again, but you'd just have a lot of cash to work with. Yeah, so, so you, you could just, just do it immediately. Just, just build it. Yeah. And then, yeah. That's sort of an interesting way of solving that, but not, you know, not quite good enough, I don't think. 
they they should try and do like a female still set of levels. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, um, that seems like a logical. It does. Yeah, result of that. Make it harder. You know, give it some. Yeah, give it some structure. That's all it needs by the sound of it. But yeah, they're still making it functional at the moment, I guess. Hmm. They just added legendary prisoners, which is an actually really dumb thing. Because they didn't like... They didn't so like... Do they have like a, like a name? Are they like named prisoners? But everyone's name. I know, but like... like <laughs> they all have names. Do they have like a title? Well, so that would be like, funny though, if they had like, like a nickname. Yeah, like serial killer names or something. Like, this is this is the Stabinator. <laughs> <laughs> this is... And this is the Murderizer. <laughs> It's something they added in the last patch is they basically added added traits that are like on top of the general like uh you know like sim style needs or whatever. Oh right, okay. They added extra traits where oh, it's so like this guy's a douchebag. Yeah, this guy starts fighting all the time for no apparent reason. <laughs> but then so they that's fine, as far as I'm concerned, they added these traits and then like a random selection of the prisoners have traits and then like the harder levels of prisoners have more of the traits, so they're more likely to be difficult to deal with. But then they then they also added legendary prisoners where it's just like one guy who has like a lot of the traits. And that seems a bit unfair really. Because it's like he's just going to constantly cause trouble and be really hardy and murder people really easily. And it's just like is at that worth, point, what are you going to do? Just kick him out? <laughs> is it worth more to deal with? Though? No, right? that's is the it... thing. He's just like a normal prisoner who just has uber stats. You're like, oh shit, we've got a legendary. I don't think that's fun to deal with necessarily. I mean, I suppose you could just upgrade him to like. They also added like supermax security, so I guess you could put him into supermax security, and then build like an individual like little wig of your friends and be like, here's where all the bastards go. They can fight amongst themselves. <laughs> I really hope they add some like ingenious naming nicknaming system. It sounds so. Uh, some of the combinations you could get if you just put it in a random. Well, yeah, I'm sure they could. That would be amazing. Like, let's just let's just slam slam some words together. Like, because that's pretty much what they do when they talk about like criminals on telly, isn't it? When they give them names, it's like sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that probably does make some kind of sense or, in the context. The the pet farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Scab fist. <laughs> so that one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that one's kind of cool. <laughs> He's been punching people so hard. <laughs> yep. Got a scabby fist. Yeah, I, I'm prison architect. There's a good way to spend a lot of time again. What would your criminal name be? <laughs> I'm too hungry and confused to think about this at the moment. Hungry and confused. <laughs> we haven't even covered me yet. Yeah, what have you been playing? Hurry up uh, and shit some stuff out of yeah. your mouth. Yeah, okay, I'll be, I'll be fast. Uh, I think I went back to Forza 5 yeah. quite a bit. Um, and I, I, I've not got a lot to say other than <laughs> Thank God. other than I played some of the open wheel racer events, like um, IndyCar stuff mainly. And damn, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like the, the high speedness, I guess. The higher velocity makes a big difference and it's great. Right. Um, really enjoying that at the moment. Uh but not as much as I've been enjoying Guacamole. Oh, okay. That game's fucking awesome. <laughs> Some people didn't like it that much. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were, you know, like, yeah, I read read up about it again when I was trying to figure out what was the Super Turbo Championship Edition's all about. Yeah. And it's, um, like, why is it called that and what it's about? Like, uh, some of the original complaints about the game were that they felt it was a bit short. Right. For, its, for the game, for the type of game it is. But I'm. I've now 100%ed most of the map apart from the last area because I haven't technically finished it. Right. But it's telling me I've done everything apart from this last area. Um, 
and I'm what, like thirteen or fourteen hours in? I don't think that's short. I think that's fine. Mm. Um, but maybe it's short for hundred percenting it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But uh, I don't know. I think that's that's totally okay. And I've I've had a great time trying to figure all that out. Um, there's only been one thing that I couldn't figure out on my own, which was some switch in the forest that opened a door, freaking miles away. Okay. And the way that you you would ne- oh, unless you I, I don't know how anyone would have figured it out. It's like it's so obscure. Um, it, it's basically you. Yeah, you have to fly for a long way, and then you hit this object that doesn't look like it should be there, and then you have to fall down. But you have to do it so fast and, like, absolutely perfect. Otherwise, and then that's only just to get a glimpse of the opening you're supposed to go through closing. (laughs) It's like, so I would have never figured that one out on my own. Um, Everything else I've managed, but just that one thing, it just seems, okay, that's insane. But some of the, a lot of the secrets are really cool to discover and really satisfying to find out, and, uh, there's these orb things that I still don't know what they do. I think I've only got one left to find, and it will complete this mask. And then I don't know what that does. And it's like, I need to find out what this Potentially does. Potentially nothing. Potentially nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, the writing is great in general. I love, I love all the little jokes and stuff. Like there's one really hard challenge, like platforming challenge I did, I was doing today, where it's like you meet a chicken, like, at some point and you talk to him and he's like well done you're halfway there and I've been going for fucking ages up this thing and it's like halfway shit and then the ne- very next screen there's a chicken that says psych and it's like that's the end <laughs> and it's like hey. great I don't know there's little things like that where it's just like little psych outs all the time where it's just uh, I don't know I, like, I enjoy that stuff it's done <laughs> what Oh yeah, yeah. No, saying whispering journey at me. There's a lot of there's a lot of references to other indie titles, like as in all indie games do. Yeah. But these ones are particularly awesome in places. Like, okay, spoiler alert. I suppose it's not really. A, I don't know. I'm not sure. You climb this giant mountain towards the end of the game, and you see a dead person from Journey, just sort of just face down in the snow, like in, in the okay. van. You're just like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but there's tons of cool stuff like that. All of the we talked about it last time, but all of the like adverts in the background are like referencing games in some form. Like Strong Bad is there, the Mario is there, uh, Castle Crash. Think of Strong Bad. Guess he's back. Strong Bad. Is, it, is he totally well, actually done it now? Have they? Yeah, there's a proper well, tune. Can't say they did. It's not a Strong Bad email, but it's a tune where he's done a, a rap, um, a rapping about fisheye lenses and how they make hip hop videos awesome. So check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a full-on cheap video as well and everything with all the crappy Flash oh, styles. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I must check that out. Is it done, like, is it still done in shitty resolution vision? Well, no, What the, all they've done is, because it's all done? vector, all they've done is, like, added a bit of responsive, so it just made it big, yeah. Woohoo! Um, and uh, they're supposedly going to do quite, you know, regular content, but not as regular as it used to be, but they're going to do a Halloween tune, so that's not long, is it, Halloween? Yeah. So. Awesome. So they're back. back. Strong Band is back. A cheat. A cheat is to the limit. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Come on for Fulkrogads. So anyway, there's, yeah, it's filled with references. There's a few Fez references. I found a Mega Man in brickwork. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not very subtle at all. Well, <laughs> It's it's sort of it, it, the number of times I'd been through that area before and hadn't noticed what like it just looked like you know some exposed brickwork <laughs> until I realised oh it's in the shape of Mega Man it's sort of in the same colour as the stuff and uh, 
I found a Fez owl, and I found some Fez text at some point, which I haven't translated. Mm. It's like I don't know. I like all that. I like it when they do that stuff. It's cool, and like some of the challenges in the secret rooms, like a lot of the secret rooms are the stuff they added in Super Turbo Edition. And there's a whole level that they added for this edition as well. Because in the version you played, Dan, was there the volcano section uh, where they introduced the elite enemies? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that was that was so. That's there in gold. Uh. Yeah, because I got the gold one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it's some of the challenge stuff. How about El Diablo as a chicken? Uh, I don't remember that. Okay, that's new. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and Intenso, I think, is new. Mm. Uh, the, like, you get a like a devil trigger-like mode like, like where you can click the sticks and go all super powerful for a bit. Oh, um, right, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really love that game. It's like, it's just grabbed me in a way that I didn't expect at first. You know, like mm, yeah. I was saying last time, I was like, oh, I'm not sure it sets itself up very well. And it doesn't. It doesn't introduce itself very well, I don't think. Right. But um, but you just, I just got so into it. I'd like, once I figured, started to get the hang of the combat system properly, mm. um, I started just really having a, having a great time of it. The only sort of, thing that i still dislike about that combat system is i don't like when they do the dimensional thing in the middle of combat so it's like there can be some people that are silhouettes and you have to swap to the other world Mm. in order to be able to damage them but they can still damage you when they're a silhouette Mm. and i don't i i when when you're in the middle of a really big fight it's impossible to see that um so i I, that's that's the only thing the only thing i think they got a little wrong it would have been cooler if like it would have been kinder on the player if the people in the other world couldn't affect you while they were in the other world. Right. You know, yeah. So you had to swap between them purely for combo reasons or something. Um, I think that would have been, would have been neater. Um, so yeah, Guacamelee, big thumbs up from me. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. Um, the music's all great too. <laughs> it's not, none of it's really stand out, I suppose, but it suits the game so great, so perfectly. Yeah, it fits in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, Guacamelee, highly recommend. And speaking very briefly about combat, I try I did go back to Batman and to yeah. do some of the challengey stuff. And oh, it's yeah. like I still my, my problems with that challenge mode still stand. It's like it, or the combat in that in City especially still stand. It's like it's two parts awesome to one part's amazingly frustrating. To like it's just like when you when they start introducing many different uh, like enemy types all at once, then it just becomes too much to handle. Especially those shock stick bastards. I hate those guys. Yeah, yeah, it gets so over the top, doesn't it? Yeah, and the shock stick guys. I mean, it was pretty bad in the first game. It I, I did manage when you're dealing to... with guns. It's like that's that's hard, but it's like yeah, yeah. the shock stick guys are super annoying because you can be in the middle of a great combo and you you know that they're there and you don't want to go near them but sometimes you'll just brush his stick or something and it's like oh okay so i really didn't intend to go anywhere near that but free flow took me in that direction and i got hit and it's like you know like and you just throw your hands up at that point and go fuck and it's like that, that's not what i want to do you bastard mm. and it's like I, I find that happens all too frequently when you're trying to do the challenges where you like you're trying to go for those perfect runs and it's uh like it doesn't matter so much when you're playing the story. Like to take one or two hits here and there. Yeah, but it's but when like, you're trying to go for the full challenge. Yeah, yeah when it, when it fucks up, and I use that phrase uh, 
you know, intentionally because <laughs> it feels like it's fucking up and not you. And it still, and it does suffer from like, you know, people will attack you like from off screen and then just pop into view at the last moment. And it's like, well, I had no warning that was coming. And mm. because the camera can't keep up with the large mob sometimes. There's, you know, it's like the way it feels and obviously the timing and everything and like mechanically, I think it's sound, but I just think they, uh, there's some elements of the control don't quite work for me. And as I say, the camera problem is massive if it catches you off guard. But it's, you know, I have more fun with the challenge mode, I think, than I am with the main game. So. Oh, you're any. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get into it. I spent like an hour doing one of the joke at one of the DLC challenges because they're super hard. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, more, yeah, more fun just doing the combat, I think, than anything else. Uh, and that's me done. You also finished Alien Breed. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, there's much to talk about that. No, Alien, it's, it's not worth playing. <laughs> Watch the video. Watch our video of the yeah. first goddamn hour and a half or whatever that took. Yeah, that game is like, there's like five missions in that game, and we played 20% of that game on, on the video. Um, it also doesn't end. The game doesn't end. Yeah. It's like you get to level five, and the story just stops, and it says play Alien Breed 2. It's like basically Alien Breed 1, 2, and 3 are episodic. Right. But they're, they it's like, a, yeah, it's just that they call themselves Alien Breed 1, 2, and 3. So it's like if you bought the first one, you're like, oh, I'll see what this is like. You get to the end of it, 1, and like the story's, it, it hasn't gone anywhere. And it's just like, no, this, this, we've done five missions. You, you're done. So presumably 2 and 3 also have five missions, I guess, and change nothing. <laughs> yes. It's my thing. That game's the same all the way through. Turning shit on and off. Yeah, <laughs> it's the laziest fucking design. And we've recorded quite a few videos that are going to be coming out soon, I guess, or maybe not that soon, every couple of weeks, as they usually yeah. do. Well, the Andy so Moves video has already gone up. It's on YouTube, and I posted it to Happy Salad, I think, yesterday. Yep. Um, yeah. There's another Sonic Adventure video uh, that I've got ready but need to encode and put up. And then there's Antichamber. Yeah, uh, there's Antichamber that we've done. Um, just another sort of brief look at that, going through the Steam A to Z. Yep. Um, and then we're on some more randoms that we haven't yet done yet. Well, no, not really. That's, that's, we've got, yeah, two more to go up, two more in the hopper. And we should probably do some Final Fantasy or something. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. Well, stay, stay tuned stuff. to uh, happysour.net for more videos and also some more po- really long podcasts as well, if you're into that. Get yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, catch us next time for more of the Salakar stuff. And uh, yes, indeed, watch those videos because they are pretty hilarious often. <laughs> and I imagine oh, the awesome. Alien Breed ones, uh, especially good value, an hour and a half of a bad game. <laughs> so check I don't know about out. that. <laughs> okay. It was kind of boring a lot of the yeah. time. <laughs> okay. Well, you're you entertained want... by us. I guess that's yeah. a pretty specific kind of entertainment you're looking for. It's yeah, not that it's. Hang on, Mexican Rob's here. It's not that it's a terrible game. It's just that it's it's just unbelievably average. It's like it's a, it's just the most mm. game game. I guess like it's so middle of the road. It's like it's, nothing has evolved since the Amiga, basically, other than they used Unreal Engine and made everything explode all the time. Okay, stop talking, okay. Mexican Rob. Yeah. T- turn the podcast off, Mexican Rob. <laughs> bye. Mexican Rob says bye from Mexico.